The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. All right, Travis, how you feeling, man? You good? You feeling okay? He's nodding his head. It's an audio <laughs> podcast, Travis. <laughs> I to cough again. I thought oh. I was ready. Have hey, some whiskey. Joel, Joel. Yeah, yeah. I got my uh, towel in, by the Your way. Your towel? Yep. Oh, you bought one? No, I didn't buy one. But a triple? Yeah, I got my, my towel in. Oh, God. Is that the triple? <laughs> yeah, it's the IFBAT. Oh, it's cute. That's cute. Thanks for uh, supporting us. Yep. Um, right before I hit the button to uh, play the intro song, uh, Travis literally coughed up something, and he was like, I think He's it all came out. Coughing but, out blood. Just yeah. Too much whiskey, too many cigars. What can you yeah. do? Yeah. Smoke. Um, and I have to ask, and I'm so excited to ask this, but Tom, are you ready? Unfortunately for the listeners, yes, I am. No, unfortunate. No, no, unfortunate. No, oh, oh. you are back. He's back. <laughs> it's been like five weeks since we recorded the three of us. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead to hit the button here and let's go. We 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 we're three guys who like to talk pinball. So we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis Tom who talk pinball. Tom, I think I think we're just gonna have to do it ourselves. <laughs> Travis is he is Travis, dying. He is, he is dying over there. Are you it's okay? It's all that Canadian smoke. Okay, no joke. I I sent a text to text out to uh, or Discord out to Mike with pinballers, Craig, Bobby, and um, David Dennis up there in Canada. I said, get your freaking smoke out of our country. Yeah, my what kids, the shit? Yeah, my kids' daycare, their outdoor day was canceled here in Indiana because the the air quality for three days. Three days we were advised not to go outside because of the forest fires up in Canada. So uh, got some pretty entertaining responses back. Mike just says they're they're you know cooking a ton of marshmallows up there and he sent a picture of cooking uh, hot dogs over the campfire but it got all the way down i mean you're in minnesota not minnesota missouri um where travis is and i mean clearly he must be breathing it in right now he's you gonna be yeah i'm fine joel i'm just allergic (laughs) to your shit that's all (laughs) we just started we just started tom Um, it's it's so great to have you back by the way oh thank you I, i missed you so much buddy I, I, I had I had to be on here with Joel and <laughs> it just yep just I missed you I'm so glad you're back thanks we are like I how that. now that the the problem is now that we're although a video, Greg Greg was great. yes that's Greg what I was saying was is great. now that we're a video podcast it's uh, you've set the bar you know like we have to find somebody that not only meets you and your charisma and you know what you bring there audio wise but they we have to have, we got to find a good looking guy too to yeah. fill your role so Greg Bone yeah, you know that's, boom. It's hard to do. <laughs> it was a decent stand-in. Decent stand-in for for the Tom Graff. Yeah. I was ready to like weekend at Bernie's this shit. Like I was fully <laughs> prepared. No, it was that was cool. It was cool talking I'll, to him. I'll put in my will to donate my corpse to you. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I mean to science to, to, to if, oh. if just in case. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Just in case. To both of us. Yeah. Is that yeah, what you said? Yeah, yeah. Well, how's that gonna work? Uh, I get that. Perhaps. You'll figure Joel it out. You'll figure it out. <laughs> I will say, um, we, we've had some really great guests on this show, and it's always cool when people want to be on the show. But um, he, Greg, was a change of pace because we've had a lot of very uh, technical or tournament, you know, very 
focused on scoring type of people. And uh, Greg's not that guy, which was awesome. It was cool having somebody just there sharing his love of uh, Halloween and Scooby-Doo. So it was it was great. It was really cool having Greg on. I'd love to have him on again. That was a lot of fun. Well, at least one person does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um we have we have to we have a congratulations in order and that is Mr. Tom Graff is now officially a Twitch uh partner, right? Yes. Twitch partner, yes. It's last awesome. time last time you were on it was 5 weeks ago there was a push and we kind of said it on the podcast like hey, Tom's doing a push here. The big thing is he needs to have consistently high views for like a week plus in a row. So you had kind of knocked that out. You pushed, you did a bunch of streams all within 2 weeks. And I, um, I game the system just like the IFPA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, you, your push worked. Your push worked, yes. and and thank you so much to all the listeners or anybody that supported him because it was enough to get him over the hurdle. And um, yeah, officially now I'm the odd one out. We have two officially <laughs> Twitch partnered people, and <laughs> me. I don't I don't stream on Twitch anymore. So, <laughs> so it's awesome. Congrats, man. How does it feel? Nice. You know, just being. Um, you know, now like a global uh, rock star. I mean, you just. Uh, well, I wouldn't go that far, but it feels pretty good. <laughs> as far as Joel, I know. What? When we were in Germany, I was having to like beat people off of Tom. <laughs> mm, like his bubble true. was getting invaded the entire mm-hmm. time. It was unbelievable. Yeah. That's a great bubble you got, Tom. That's a great bubble. Yeah, and it wasn't just pinball people either. It was oh, just, they know, just yeah. Just random people. International Twitch star at this point. <laughs> um, there aren't a ton. There aren't a ton of um, of of partnered pinball streamers. So you have you have made I it. I can only name four. Club. Four? I know Buffalo, mm-hmm. uh, Dead Flip, mm-hmm. IE Pinball, mm-hmm. you. That's it. And that's it. I think there's one, there's somebody else. They said their name before and that's who helped Buffalo get in. I don't know who it is. Though. Oh, okay. I don't think they stream. And then technically, technically Travis, Marv Loco over here, he's, he hasn't streamed on Twitch in years, but yeah, no, that's awesome. Though. <laughs> that's awesome. I know. That I was mean, a cool I, I'll play Call of Duty again. It's fine. It's mm. probably still a popular game. I bet somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Fortnite, yeah. something. Yep. I don't know. Maybe like I a I don't hot even think stream. I could remember the controls on Call of Duty. What Call of Duty? I haven't uh, played it in like. Yeah, I didn't know the controls years. either, Tom. I just sat there and stared at the camera and talked the whole <laughs> yeah. time, and somehow it worked. Yep. And I think the trick was, I think you had Monica on stream a few times, and that probably increased your uh, numbers. A yeah, decent she was bit. like she was like once or twice, but we yeah. were we <laughs> were very <laughs> much we were very much pre hot tub meta though. It wasn't uh, wasn't quite there, but I don't know. I got my floaties ready. I might bring it back. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, well, last time we recorded, um, we we had no tournament talk. That was the rule. No tournament talk whatsoever. I know Greg really wanted to talk about it, and you know I did. Um, but now that, Tom, now that you are back, there are definitely things we, we have to review. So just real brief, the, the goal for this episode, um, we're going to talk about some of the tournament stuff that's happened the last few weeks. And then there's just a whole bunch of just kind of random news that's going out there. So we're going to share some of our takes on that. Um, and kind of our current state of where we are with pinball, as well as some of the stuff we're seeing with with um, the market, the market of pinball. So, if if you don't love tournament talk, that's fine. Hang out. We got plenty more to talk <laughs> talk about afterwards. But um, the main thing I want to address when it comes to the tournament is both of you guys actually traveled to Europe. You guys both went to Europe and played in 
It's a it's a whole nother country, Joel. It was whole nother continent. Yeah, it's a big plane ride over there. Tom even paid for Neil. Tom, you paid your whole family actually. Your whole family went to Europe on that vacation, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> not the whole time, but yeah. But there, yeah. So there was the. But they were there. I mean, I'm gonna let you guys discuss this, <laughs> but I know the first week there was. Um, well, first off, there was you didn't participate in it, but Neil did. There's there's like a a tournament, or it's a it's like a one night thing where it's Europe Europe has a team and the U.S. or North oh. America has a team, and they just that was head later to head. On. That, oh, I thought that was early on, but what what is that called? Well, it was early on with the later on. Yeah, that's, that's what you're getting <laughs> yeah, that's, confused that's about. That's a good. That's a good. This was a while ago, and I wasn't there, so maybe I should let you guys <laughs> no, talk this, through this the order. Is crystal of it. clear, like Joel. Mm. It was early on with early the later on, on. Later on, got it. No, so not, that, not early on, later on, early later, on uh-huh, with, uh-huh. with the yeah. later on. I uh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> because that. the true early on was the European pinball championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what I was yeah. saying. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so what is the, uh, what is the U S equivalent of that? Like what tournament of what the European pinball, whatever you just said, probably the United States pinball championship. When did that happen? Never. <laughs> we don't have that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Couple weeks at District 82. So you. I mean, honestly, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Is there an equivalent? No. I don't think no. that there is. I don't think there really is. So the yeah. European Pinball Champion, anybody can play in it, right? Because you, Tom, you played in it. You just have to sign up for it. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Just Tom Graff can go there. Anybody can. <laughs> but is anybody, like, if I would have flown to Europe, could I have played in it? Or is there a qualifying yeah. aspect to it? No, they would have yeah. kicked you out, Joel. <laughs> I just loved how you ordered that to Tom. That was awesome. Get the hell out of here. I know. It was a genuine question. I didn't know if this was. I I know, obviously, Worlds, when you guys played Worlds, there is clearly a qualifying aspect of that. But the European Pinball Championship, because, you know, Newsflash, Tom's not European, but he played in it. So I was wondering, is there actually. My ancestors used to be. (laughs) Okay, that's all you need. Yeah, the lineage. Yeah, it's it's a blood draw beforehand, and they. They swab your spit to you're find You're okay. Hair. You're okay. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, for real. How do, how do you get into that, or can anybody get into it? Or you, no, you pay I, for it. I think it, it was 256 but, yeah. people get to sign up for it. Yeah, something like that. But I could have. I'm saying I could have. You could have. Okay. In theory, you could have signed your up. Kids. You could have flown over there, and you could have got your ass whipped by Johannes. Yes. Yeah, yes. yes. You could have yeah. done. I that. think everybody got. Well, and Asher, Johannes, right? yeah. Zoller, Zoller beat and him. Vigo, and Arvid. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of excellent players over there, no doubt. Okay, so you played in, you, Travis, you were not there for that, right? You you just no. went to Worlds, yep. Well, yeah, unfortunately, I, I'm sure it's gotten around to a lot of people. Unfortunately, my mom had some health issues that yeah. I had to tend to, so I had to cancel that last second. And then I actually flew to uh, to Germany the day before. Uh, the whole thing started yeah so yeah. i was like jet lagged the whole time but i just i had like a just a crazy whirlwind week to even get there so i was happy just to be there mm-hmm. let me tell you jet lag is a real thing joel yes it is real mm-hmm. it is tough um it it sucks but uh, you you just get through it so what i'm learning is i mean neil mccray flies over for like every big tournament yeah. If if we just so I'm just gonna assume because of jet lag is why he places where he places. Otherwise he'd be like 
middle to top of the pack every tournament, right? I honestly Probably. don't know how he does it, but it's hilarious. <laughs> he he gave me some very sound advice of how to properly sleep on a like a, a flight over the ocean. It's it, and Neil, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I think it's you have two beers and a bowl of pasta. <laughs> yep, pasta. <laughs> That's what I was told, but Joel, I didn't get to do that though. But mm. let, let's let Tom explain EPC, and then I'll tell you my little my little tangent that only take two minutes of how much I dislike United Airlines and whatever airline <laughs> goes over over there. It really seems so long ago, but uh, it's been a hot minute. Yeah. Uh, so basically, you start with two hundred and fifty six people, and you're broken down into groups of sixteen. Joel, sixteen mm-hmm. people. And you play each person head to head. Okay. Travis and hates head to head. He does. Yeah. He does. But he would have enjoyed this maybe. <laughs> but uh, so so you have to be in the top four in your group to advance. Wow. Okay. I was one game away from advancing. And I held a tiebreaker with Vigo. Mm. And I lost my game. So I had beaten Vigo, went to my game. I'm like, oh, it's the same game. I blew it up. No problem. <laughs> then all of a sudden the Joel magic starts happening where you can't hit a shot. <laughs> That's not magic, Tom. <laughs> it's not magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, no, it's a curse. Mm. It's a curse. But. But no, it, yeah. So, uh, so then I got to enjoy everybody else playing and, uh, no, it, it was good though. The EPC was good. Nice. And Neil, Neil played in that as, as well. How far did he get? Uh, Neil got top 16, I think. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So it's what, top um, 32 top 16, something like that. Let me look. I'm going to look it up. Who um do you know off top of like top he was three? 12. Who the, he was twelve. Nice. Who were the top three or four of that one? Do you remember who won that? Uh Escher won, Jason Zoller second. Good for them. Did Paul, uh Johannes Paul. play in that one? Uh he Yeah. He uh Zoller beat he, him in an yeah. earlier round. I yeah, he, and he this was this was a major 24th. tournament too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there were a lot of huge, huge names there. Not so, only from Europe, but from the U.S. Was, uh, what is it, Smorgasborgen? Was he, was he there? What was the name? <laughs> He's not that there. Josh made up. No, when uh, when we had Josh uh, Josh Sharp on here, the Johannes's name came up, and uh, he's kind of this, not like, at least over here in the U.S., because he, he doesn't come over here to play. and But the guy is just like, he's like a, not a myth, but he's like a legend. Like, no, he, he just might wait. as well be a myth. <laughs> I had to actually play him in play. a group. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Well, I'm jumping. I'm jumping ahead. That was for worlds. Let's let Tom finish EPC. So maybe is if I my skill level to yours, Travis, <laughs> versus your skill level to is that Johannes, even a question? Who's close? Which is the smaller gap? From my what? skill level to yours, or yours to Johannes? <laughs> which one's the smaller gap? <laughs> That's actually a tough question. 
Let's do, let's do Joel and Johannes. So if you're on the east coast of the United States and you travel all the way to the west coast and Travis's yep. camera Travis's camera's out. out, yeah, that would be the gap between Joel and Johannes. Perfect. I think that's a great. That's a, that was not the question, but I think it illustrates it well. I mean, Travis is a well, top what twenty five player, so, but Joel, Johannes is it, just insane. I'll put it this way, Joel. Yeah. I've I've played against everybody. Like mm-hmm. I, I think anybody that's pretty much in the top 100 I've played and playing against Johannes was probably outside of playing ZMAC at Expo. It was like one of the few times that I felt absolutely helpless. Like it didn't matter <laughs> what I was going to score. Yeah. It didn't matter what I was going to do. Johannes was going to beat it and he was going to look much cooler while doing it. Like there was just, <laughs> he's like a robot. He barely moves. I mean, he he shows emotion outside of pinball. Like he's a nice guy. Like yeah. it's fun. He's mm-hmm. fun to talk Very to and nice. everything. Super nice. But while he's playing, I mean, it's just like Terminator mode, and it's just it's impressive to watch. And if you go back and you watch the very like he made it all the way to you know finals and end up winning winning world. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched yet. But <laughs> but he literally just got to where he was just teleporting to like billions of points on Corvette and doing the same thing on Indy 500. And you don't do that. I and mean, you don't do that on those games in that situation either. It's just it was just crazy. So, the stuff he's able to do. So I know um, and uh, like this is maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about, but like Eric Stone, I know people have said Eric Stone before. Once he has a shot dialed in, he can just do the same shot for literally like a hundred times in a row. Like he's some people describe him as that. Like once he finds that shot, he can't miss the shot. Um, but then you have people like, I think like an Escher or that has such a crazy con like understanding of the rules and the math at hand, the way that he can dissect code and know exactly what he needs to do. I'm just trying to like give a trait to some of these big players. So Keith Elwin, like why, what makes Keith Elwin so great? Is it his rules knowledge? Is, is it his accuracy? Is it his ball control? All the above. All I the mean, above. I, I would put Elwin more in the uh, ball control area. Like okay. he, he can settle in easily. And once he finds a shot, like he can hit that shot. He can go to town on it, you know, and he can, he can change his strategies according to what the pin's giving him too. Like you've seen it over the years. If you watch a lot of his games over the past decade or so, there's been... Plenty of times he's done something like that similar to make adjustments in the middle of a game. I know he kind of did something similar like that at Indisc when I was on Congo against him. And he was just like peppering the right ramp between the, the pops, like collecting a hippo bonus or whatever that was. And I mean, it got way up there. I don't even remember if it got maxed out. He was just doing something crazy, getting up to three or four billion on that game. And that's like, that's the type of stuff people usually don't do. You never see that. But yet he's able to achieve something like that. So that's, that's kind of how I would put with the way that Elwin does now with Escher, Escher plays aggressive at times. Like he'll, you know, he'll nudge the machine, he'll get on it. He'll slap the shit out of the machine, you know, at times, but he's the same way. I mean, all, all elite players, they will dial in on a shot mm-hmm. at some point, you know, and they all have elite recovery skills. They all have elite shot making ability. Now, not everybody knows every single nuance to a game, there is several people that do, but not everybody. And at times you don't necessarily have to know that like, that's the dirty secret about tournament pinball, that if anybody else is trying to get better, you don't necessarily have to know the entire game or the rule set, like the back of your hand. You just got to know your path. 
And you just got to know, okay, if I do ABC, then I can do the next thing. That's, that's really what it amounts to. It's not knowing every single little minute detail of it because you're not going to do everything on a pen. Like it's not, unless you're playing an expo or something like that, you're not going to get to wizard modes too often in okay. a competitive yeah. setting. It's not impossible, but you're just mainly just going your pathway. So what is it though? Like why, what is Johannes doing though? That's so much better or probably not least. human, probably <laughs> something sent back from the future. I mean, th there's a lot of Cyborg. things. It's, so the best way I described it to somebody playing him, it was like, it was like he had a magnet on both flippers because the ball would always find its way back there in a trap situation. Then he would just go. So he'd do some flips, hit some shots, be trapped up. Hit some shots, do some flips, be trapped up. So it's like just everything seems safe. Like everything he shot at was, he could get it back in control. It, it seemed like it. Yeah. Even wow. if it was like an in lane, like he's back under control. Even if it looked like it's gone out lane, little move back under control. I mean, it's, it's very impressive to watch. I would probably venture to say that it's highly likely that if he played anybody else in the world currently, I think if they played a hundred times, he probably beats everybody. Like more than 50 times. He probably wins more than half the time against anybody else in the world. He's just that good. And that's not to say like, oh, everybody else is that bad. I mean, a lot of these players are elite level players. There just has to be someone that's just the absolute best right now. Hmm. And I mean, I don't know. I would be excited to see him come over and play Indisc or something like that. Because I mean, naturally, you know, one of the first times that we really got to see him up close and see him against high level American players, he was in a, an area that he was familiar with. It's I'm sure he's played those games tons of times. So yeah, you could say that there might be a little home court advantage there, but so I, I would be curious to see him come over here and play in America against the top American players and see how that goes. Or even, you know, any type of neutral site, not saying that like the place that we were at wasn't, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's different when you got to travel that far and you're like Tom alluded to your jet lag, you're yeah. away from home, you're in a hotel for like a week and a half, two and a half weeks. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. Maybe this is a, a maybe this is a really dumb question, but, um, obviously, um, European games run on a completely different type of power, not type of power, but like their, what is it, their voltage is different. Like it is a different power supply that's built into these I can games. tell you their water's different. Well, we know water, yeah, gas or no gas. gas. I yeah, figured gas that out. Gas or no yeah. gas, tiny little stuff. But I know no the gas. power The power setup in Europe is different than here. Did you feel any, like, <laughs> were the flippers stronger, weaker? Did they last longer? Any change like that or no? No, no, that was noticeable. No, I mean, the games played fine. The only yep. difference at Worlds, I mean, I can't speak to how the games played at, uh, where was it, Fulda, I think, I EPC? Tom can, though. <laughs> that was pretty legendary for the American players, but I can't speak on that. But uh, at what? Worlds, well, but, Tom, well, go ahead, go take ahead, it away. Yeah. Yeah. Where was this? So a lot of the older games are set up kind of tough in regards to nudging. Like, you, on a couple of the games, you could not, like, I'll, hmm, that's a good uh, example. Um, I don't know, Dolly Parton, uh, th there are a couple of games, like if you just gave it like a little nudge, like you were it's done, it's yeah, you tilt it out. Uh, there, there was an instance where uh stone said he like 
stomped on the ground and it tilted the game. Um, Which if it was going to happen to somebody. Fire had a really outrageous tilt bob in it. Uh, You know, so there were were just some setups that were like, I understand why they did it because of the quality of players and, you know, that. But then, like, some of the Stern games, you could sit there and, like, throw them around. And it hmm. was like, and then you'd get, like, a danger. And it was like, well, why is this set up like that? But the other games, you know, where, where nudging's a skill and you want to try to keep it in play, uh, you know, those were set up tougher. So, I, yeah, I I just didn't agree with a couple of the setups. But, yeah, what what do I know, I guess? Um, your nice. Tom Graff, you know, yeah. freaking yeah. American treasure yeah. over here. Yeah, <laughs> Twitch um, partner. <laughs> every, almost every Stern machine had a plastic protector on the playfield. No, yes, that, which was very. Is this that Folda? Or are you talking worlds? Now? Both. Oh, so Folda had the same thing. Yeah. No, which was very odd to me. Um, and I, I just. I just remember the guy. I'm looking at Godzilla. I just remember the Godzilla there. Yeah. And like, it was just whoever put the flippers back on, they were like (laughs) up. Oh, no. Like, every shot was way early. Whatever. Something's down now. Something dropped. What'd you drop, Travis? A pen? pen? That was lame. An apple pen. Sound a lot heavier than that. Which I'm I'm complaining to complain, you know, kind of thing. But you know, at the yeah, end it of the, messes with the you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and at the end of the day, it's the same for everybody. Yeah, you learn to adapt, right? Or you right. should. Hopefully, you learn to adapt. I didn't. <laughs> you adapt and overcome. <laughs> so you had the European so. Pinball Championship, and then you got to Worlds. And Worlds, um, I know, like Keith Elwin traveled over for that. Right, A. Escher. I mean, all the big names. All the big names were there. What is it? To qualify, you have to be, it was top 100 players. No, top however many. How many? Top 80, I top think. Top 80. Mm-hmm. Top 80 players in the world in 2000, at the, by the end of 2022. Correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, all I, I watched, I mean, this was a while ago. This was a while ago. But didn't the final two came down to, Johannes, number one seed, and wasn't this wasn't the next guy like the thirtieth seed or something? Like it was some so, underdog yeah. Mar- guy. Marcus, that made it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He basically was on probably the biggest heater in the history of competitive pinball. Like <laughs> yeah. it's pure insanity. I think so. To give an idea, we had to play. I want to say it was was it seven rounds, Tom, or eight rounds of three games. Each, I, I forget. Think, uh, eight rounds. Eight rounds. Okay, so eight rounds of three games each. And it was the top 32, I think. That's what it was. It, it was 31, in. I think. Well, yeah, and not only that, yep. he had to get, I think it was 13 points, then like 17 points and 21 points. He had to do something insane. And 21 points is a perfect round. Yeah. So he basically had to nearly win out against top-tier players for nine games in a row. Cause he was like at the bottom after just a couple of rounds. And so not only did he do that, then he went on and I think he defeated, uh, 
Stephen Bowden in the first round, going to game nine. And then I believe he beat Escher. I think, in, did he beat Z-Mac before? Or is it Z-Mac first? Yeah, I yeah think, it was Z-Mac. So, so yeah, yeah. so then he beat Z-Mac, Zach McCarthy, who's a world champion. Yeah, yeah. In the second round, I think he even swept him 4-0, if I remember right. And then he played Escher the next round and then won that. And then he played, I want to say, was it Marcus Sticks at that point? Or did he play? I can't remember. I forget. But he, he was just on an absolute heater. And then, of course, he took Johannes all the way to nine games as yeah. well. So, yeah, which was yeah, it's just crazy. Yep. Well, I know watching that. So, you had the, you, you, like you said, you had to do the qualifying for it. Uh, Tom, you didn't qualify, right? I suck. <laughs> uh, did Neil, did Neil qualify? I think he did. I think he Neil sucked. Did. No, he didn't qualify. He didn't. He make didn't the qualify top. at IFPA eighteen. He okay. was. He was kind of in his own head. Uh-huh. He wasn't playing good, and then, you know, he just kind of got flustered. And he he knew when you're behind, like Marcus was, it's hard to come back. So you're yeah. you're like, I gotta I gotta do this. I gotta do this. And when it doesn't happen, you just like fold like a deck of cards. I mean, it, you know. Yeah, it's not. I mean. These are the best players in the world that but, you're playing against. But yeah. I will say every he matchup did, is he huge. did play in the early before the later. He played in the Epstein Cup. <laughs> oh, yes. that's which, what it is, the Epstein right, Cup. Yeah, which yeah, the yeah. US did win that, by the <laughs> yeah. way. So yeah. So he America. did he did come home with some which, hardware. Yeah, What's, which which Neil did not play good on his first game, and then his next two, he I think I think he took first on uh Centaur and Skateball. So, so the Epstein Cup, what's the yeah. rules to that? Uh, like, it's there a team. Are... It's two teams, right? Like a, Europe, a European yep. team and a North America team. Is it how many players each team? It's like eight, eight. eight players per team. But how, how, how are those eight people picked? It's based uh, off it's your rank. rank. Your rank. It's the top eight U.S. players that are willing to play. And I think that are there was willing only, to play, though. That's well, the, there was yeah. only one that didn't make the trip. And so Jared August, who's extremely talented player one of the best of the u.s he didn't make the trip so therefore the spots went down when i think it was colin who got the spot nice cow point yeah so nice they, they really need to do like the Ryder cup where they have captain's picks and then <laughs> you know For dodgeball i'll take you i'll take you <laughs> yeah. uh did was johannes on the european team he was Oh, Johannes, and I think they had Arvid, and they had Daniele, and Vigo. Vigo. I mean, they were stacked. It wasn't and Neil McRae. Yeah, I don't believe Neil McRae was was (laughs) part of that. He was was top eight there. (laughs) No, okay, just check it. I love you, Neil. Um, okay, so that was cool. That was cool. And that, well, how does that format work? The eighteen is that head to head, uh, or how how does that competition go? The the two teams of eight. They play in groups of four, but they have they each each team picks uh, who they're playing with. So like Neil played with Asher. Oh, okay. Um, and then I think Carlos played with Jason Zoller. Colin played with Stephen Bowden, and I think it was Raymond and Kaylee. So you just pair up, and then it's a point system. So first gets yeah, and whatever. then and then I guess you know the Americans pick some games, the Europeans pick some games, and then they decide like who's playing who. So it's it's pretty involved, but it's uh, nice. it's a lot of fun to watch, honestly. Cool. 
Yeah. Well, congrats to the Americans, or, or is it is it is it unfair to say Americans? Is it North America? Or no, was there no. any Canadian there? Well, Teolos was there, but he wasn't on yeah, okay, the Epstein yeah. Cup. So <laughs> we're just going to count it as America. America. Okay. Well, cool. And then you get to Worlds, and I remember watching that. And Travis, I saw you had made it, so I was watching you. And um, you went to a tiebreaker with a rather young kid. Is kid the right word? How old was he? he I'm not he, sure how old I think Tyler he could was. shave. Yeah, he <laughs> had six, can barely shave. 16 or 17. That's that's fair. Yeah, still <laughs> actually, uh, Tyler listens to the podcast. Nice. He was yeah. very, he was very excited to play Travis. Did somebody drive him to the tournament? His dad was there. I'm gonna go with kid then. I'm gonna yeah. go with kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the barometer. Yeah. No, he, he did excellent. So he came in. I think he told me that he was like the second or third to last rank in there because he's from New Zealand. So it's kind of like oh, an wow. large type, type thing. But no, he played exceptionally well. I mean, he made finals. He kicked my ass. So, and then I think he took a couple of games off uh, Marcus Sticks in the second round also. So, I mean, he That's did awesome. well. Good on Tyler for sure. Good on him. That's really cool. I didn't know he was from New Zealand. I mean, that's yeah. that's a trip. I, I'm not salty over losing at all. Oh, I'm <laughs> he probably didn't fine have jet lag because you know he was flying in the other direction, so he was probably like super powered somehow. <laughs> right? Isn't that <laughs> is that you know, how that works? I, I will. So I will say this: it was so freaking trippy because I would wake up and I would be like, at first I was just like, ah, this isn't going to be a real thing. Like I'm fine, and I'd be perfectly fine until the middle of the day. Then I would just hit a wall. And it was like, yeah, yeah, it was like I was drunk without being mentally impaired. (laughs) I mean, it's wild. If you You look at my, you were, yeah, I could tell you were really tired. Oh, Tom was trying to like talk me through it. He was helping me. It was like, it was like somebody dragging out somebody that's like drunk out of the pub. (laughs) Like, you're my best friend. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll get here. But no, it's, I mean, you know, I, I had to compete under the same exact conditions as everybody else. I just, it took everything in me just to qualify and make it through qualifying. Cause there was like multiple rounds in which I had to act like I was perfectly fine. <laughs> but yeah, if you watch me on stream, like there, I made it on there for a couple of games, you'll notice I was not perfectly fine. I think no. I had like one game where I had 38 million on Congo. I think something like that. Then my Tron game in which if I would have, I think if I would have won that game, I might've been close to a double buy. So I just got, like really lucky buying the dip and just staying up that that way and i think i ended up with like two million on tron when josh uh, sharp got to like see a simulation on ball two or something like that so yeah i just yeah I, but i had fun it was enjoyable it was a good yeah. trip so i was glad to do it it was just it was crazy because i felt like the very last day right it, it felt like i was just a day or two away from finally being like adjusted and then i ended up having to come back home to the states and i had to do it all over and get again. adjusted again yeah it it literally it took me a solid three weeks just to feel normal again just to be able to wake up not have to like live on caffeine the whole time but it was a lot of fun it was a great trip and i thoroughly enjoyed getting to hang out with everybody over there and meeting a lot of the europeans and everybody that listens to this podcast like we definitely appreciate it surprisingly we actually have people from uh, other parts of the world that listen so that's pretty so cool many people that's really neat yeah um just with silver ball swag stuff seeing where some of it's shipped to it it literally gets shipped all over the world which is really 
uh humbling like that's uh that's awesome it's weird that uh the three of us who live in completely different states are talking over the internet and yet people all over the world listen to this so hey if you listen to this thank somebody's got to so pay much. for yeah. joel's golf cart so we appreciate <laughs> all you guys thank you yeah speaking of which patreon supporters thank you so much thank you so much for that um we have had a few um uh patreon supporters leave and and it usually the answer is just uh it's the patrons not as active as they were hoping and i get it some of the other patrons out there do other things or calls or all way this. to sell it joel yeah way, I know. way, way to really well, drive uh, that we, <laughs> at the end of the day that was always our thing with patreon was like this is just a way to support us if you'd like us to and if you do thank you thank you so much but unfortunately no we we're, we're busy enough this. to try to schedule like a if somebody wants know. to put a hundred thousand into our <laughs> patreon <laughs> I, I will guarantee you joel will drive his golf cart a hundred thousand personally yeah, yeah. yeah. hundred thousand <laughs> yeah. i will make sure his golf cart gets there and we will cart your ass around wherever I you want to go maybe we need a higher tier where we do you know uh <laughs> well the, the three of us will skype call you once a once a month it's gonna have to be a pretty high tier but um no, it's just uh, with the three of it's already hard enough to schedule just funny time for us to talk. Dude, but, it, no, it's, hey, this it, podcast is a lot of fun, but yeah, it's it's like it's just for difficult. Ten grand, we'll we'll get in a hot tub with you. Yeah, <laughs> with you. Yeah. If, if I'll Tom, bring the beer, it'll be fine. Anywhere if Tom, in the world. I'll bring the blindfolds. <laughs> wow. If Tom stopped streaming and stopped his District 82 stuff, and if Travis did whoa, a job whoa, outside whoa, of pinball, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, no, no. I'm saying if you stopped doing that, if I stopped doing <laughs> my streaming, and all we did was focus on this pinball, all this, we could do a lot more of this podcast. But unfortunately. Dude. I'm we, just trying to keep my head above water raising four kids. It's, I know. <laughs> so, yes, what I'm saying, though, is anybody that buys our merch, wherever it is, that's awesome. It's incredibly flattering. It. Same with the Zazzle stuff, the lunchbox. We've gotten a few uh, emails of people getting their lunchboxes, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, all our Patreon supporters, I mean, we really appreciate it. It's it's incredibly undeserved, but we really appreciate the support. And um, I, wanted, I wanted to say, you know, the European community was very welcoming, um, just a great community. Uh, Bulls and Balls was fantastic. Uh, Freddy's Pinball Paradise was fantastic. I mean, I would, I would definitely go back if I had the chance. Well, in two uh, years, right? Two years, you probably well, won't. I won't be there. We'll be in uh, Austria. Oh, okay. And I probably won't make it anymore. So you don't but, think you're gonna, oh with josh's, yeah. josh's rules <laughs> nil you know, will josh make it though yeah. right so yeah josh has Tom that's Graff. true yeah but, but we, i'll be we, poor yeah. by then so we talked about that yeah because it's clear <laughs> that the ipa is only changing the rules specifically to you know screw tom graph yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay well anything else anything else tournament wise <laughs> that we need to talk about anything new um Nothing. I just, I, I mean, knew we wanted to cover we, some of we that. We got it out of our system, stuff. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. You no, know, we just, we flip some flippers. We play some games. We, mm. yeah, we drink some beer. That's. Sounds like drink, a plan. We drank a lot of, of German beer. They I have excellent beer. I couldn't think of anything better to do, honestly. Well, I will say from watching it from afar, it is a challenge. And, and that's why I have even more respect to any of the people in Europe or Australia that like watch my streams late at night because to watch your stuff, it was me staying up super late, and then some of the stuff it was like, okay, they're getting into later rounds, but I'm not going to make it. So I'd go to bed, and then the first thing I'd do when I'd wake up would be like checking, like what happened and what do I? It's just that time zone is it's legit. But um, yeah, mad respect to anybody that consumes our content live <laughs> outside of the U.S. That's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Um, 
Except for you Canadians and your stupid smoke. Just <laughs> suck it all back in. <laughs> well, they're, not, they're not overseas, though. So. Uh, what is it? Uh, true, true, true. Uh, somebody on the stream last so night said, um, uh, said what Canada is doing right now is an environmental terrorist attack. <laughs> they're just blowing their smoke down on us, to, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. But anyways, other stuff to talk about. Um What's kind of going on in our collections? Um, I know I have spent a lot of time um, with Foo Fighters, Godfather, and the Godzilla Topper. The Godzilla Topper, we talked about this a little bit last time. Tom, you are not on here, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts. But oh. The new mode, I'm having a ton of fun with. I'm having a ton of fun <laughs> with. I haven't tried it yet. Oh, man, you've <laughs> got to. Um, and Sorry. one thing that really surprised me is, like, my wife does not Mad care. Godzilla. My wife does not care about pinball at all. She doesn't really like playing it that much. But um, on Father's Day, this was the day before Father's Day, she's like, all right, we can do whatever you want tonight. Do you want to watch a movie? Do you want to watch play a board game? Or do you want to play pinball? I'm like, Nicole, I'm not going to make you. There wasn't a fourth option? That was it. That's all I got. (laughs) Joel's like, daddy wants to play pinball then. (laughs) So I said, I was like, I'm not going to make you play pinball. She's like, no, I actually want to play pinball. I'm like, I don't believe you, but okay. I've never heard those words out of my wife's mouth. I know, right? So so I showed her the, the Godzilla and I was like, well, hey, you may actually really like this mode. And because it's endless ball save for five minutes and she loved it. Like she wasn't faking it. She actually loved it. And it was because, uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was because, how, how many more into windows can I give you? Yeah. Endless, anyway, endless time for five on. minutes. I mean, you what can else can I say here? Somebody's faking it. Yeah. Sure. Yep, yep. Um, well, the reason I say that is because I came, I, I was down here and I went to play another game and she actually played the mode again by herself. And that oh, yeah? to me was surprising. So, oh my god! <laughs> it's you know, I'm trying, all, Joel. I'm trying. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. I love you this, to death, buddy. The story's so really she, moving forward. Yeah. So she played the game a second time by herself. Okay, by herself. that's a big deal. That's a big deal. <laughs> yep. That's how good. I know, uh huh. That's I'm how good. good the king of the monsters, right? right? <laughs> we that, gotta be professional here. Time attack, yeah. Oh, I think God. you're both so right. It's a time attack. <laughs> it's a time attack, yeah. It's a time attack. It's, a, so time attack. it's, a, gu- it's guaranteed, a guaranteed five code, minutes of fun. Right? Yeah. <laughs> guaranteed five minutes of fun, endless ball save. Guaranteed. Yep. <laughs> So while Travis composes himself here, um, I'm sorry, Keith, if Keith Elwin's listening to this, you know, I'm trying to be professional and talk about how great your mode is. <sighs> okay. But we actually played it. And what I will say Whew. is um, my wife genuinely enjoyed it and it's five minutes of ball save. So to get through the first phase, you have to hit, you have to kill every monster. And it, what I've, what I've really enjoyed is when I play Godzilla casually, there are monsters that I avoid because I know I just, I'm not good at them. So like Megalon is one of them. Nice, Tom. Megalon is one of them. That's a that's a hard monster for me. Um, but yet, like this, it forces you to do it. And that's what I love. It just feels like an amazing training tool. It really forces you to hit the shots. It and if you miss it, it doesn't matter. You just keep going. And then the the faster you beat phase one is that gives you more time for phase two. And then for phase two is even more. So you have to focus in on very specific shots multiple times which is quite a challenge. 
to be honest, I haven't beaten phase two yet. I got really close. I was one shot away. Just a heads up. Once you get through all the shots, which the display is showing you, you then have to hit the scoop. And that's what screwed me over. <laughs> so I had 10 He's seconds. the scoop? Yeah, Scoo- I hit my last Travis shot and I thought I hit too. it. I was like, yes, I hit it. I hit the left ramp or whatever my last thing was. And then it's like, hit the shoot, hit the scoop to for the knockout blow. And I was like, are you kidding me? So I had to get control. And then I had like a one shot at the scoop and I missed it. So mm. I will beat it, but I will just tell you, like Been my brother's played that. it, my brother-in-law's played it, my wife has played it. This is an incredibly fun mode for even novice players because it's endless ball save. It's great music, great everything. It's just one more thing. It's kind of the icing on the cake of an already incredible game. I'm big fan, big so fan. You're, you're saying the mode gives you a chance to just joel out. Yeah, man. Yep, yep. So, do you know what joling out is? Like, it's we a came up with it, right? Oh yeah, hell yeah. We came up <laughs> yeah. with this at Worlds. Yeah. Yep. So, when you joel out or you go into joel mode, it's where you flip a lot. Uh, and you brick a ton of shots. Oh, uh, yeah. But then you accidentally hit a shot and you advance your progress, but you don't know you did it. Oh, boy. That's, <laughs> that sounds like me. Been there, Who done made that. this up? Who was part of this? I mean, it might have been several of us. <laughs> <laughs> We're drinking beer and coming up with new pinball dictionary uh, terms. I don't know. I just. But you it, make the mode sound fun. So is it's this genuinely mode, fun. So is this mode tied to the. The topper, like it's a topper yes, only. You, you mode? have to have the topper to have access Ooh. to the mode. So I have I to buy the topper now. You've yeah. sold this mode so much. Don't yep. worry, because in like four months it'll be on Insider Connect. So don't um, worry. That is not true. Bullshit. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Why, why um, don't they do the promo video that says like? Joel's wife is not faking it. Like Mm-mm. they could have sold so many more. Yeah. Of There's those a lot toppers. they could have done on Some that promo video. Some rich guy crying behind the scene because he doesn't have a fucking topper. Oh. It but is, Joel, you're yeah. you're making me want the topper now. It's a now, blast. The way that you describe the whole mode, it's really the fact fun. That your friends and family apparently like they approve. Yeah. Oh yeah. And this yeah. is actually a good barometer when Joel's friends and family well, like a game. This it just really brings <laughs> this just brings up a lot though. I mean, this is maybe this is a side note, but like um side we've note. talked we've talked a lot um on in some of our Facebook chats about like how hard it is to make code fun. Um and Correct. and how to make code fun for everyone, right? Because if a game has the complexity and the depth needed for players like you and Tom to stay involved and stay entertained, um there's a chance that code may be too complicated for me to enjoy because it's not like you got to give me fun things close to the flipper that are early on in the code that keep drawing me back, but it can't be repetitive. Like if it's a very linear game and I'm playing the same mode over and over and over and I never get to see the third or fourth stage of the ladder, like that to me is unfortunate because I know there's a ton of game there I'm never seeing. Um, so, but at the other end, you if you have a game that's really where it's a shallow game, but you have a ton of options, and sure, you get a ton of games to explore, but then they don't keep you guys entertained because you guys can just explore it all, and it's like, whatever, I don't, there's nothing. So the one game we keep coming back to of like, well, what's a game that does it well? And the game we keep coming back to is Godzilla. Because Godzilla, for me, for a novice player, 
the multi-ball, you know, you just bash the building enough, you're going to get to a multi-ball. You bash Mechagodzilla enough, you're going to get to a multi-ball. You are making progress on mode shots. Like, even if you're breaking or hitting any shot, the game, the audio is rewarding you with feeling like you're doing something. My dad made that comment. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing in Godzilla, but it's making me feel like I'm doing something right because you're actually hitting shots, you're hearing explosions, you're hearing this, you're hearing that. And then next thing you know, you're in a battle. Like, there's so much there for the novice player, but yet you, the three of us, I mean, we've gone into depth before, the complexity of Godzilla and the way you can never, you know, in a tournament setting, you're never locked out. One, if one path stops all of a sudden, you can divert and go a completely different way. It's balanced so well. There's insane depth to the game too, all the way to whatever, King of the Monsters, Planet X, and then there's even one further than that. I don't know, I just... You guys are saying, saying you like you like I Godzilla. Know what you're saying. What but you're we're saying. saying Godzilla's code, the way that it's structured, it is such a good balance for all right. types of players. Yeah, and I mean, in all reality, I think that there's basically three types of players, right? You have your player that doesn't necessarily mean they're elite level, but you have your player that really focuses on tournaments, really focuses on rules and going through the game that way, right? Yep. You have your your casual to average player that may not play tournaments, but they know their way around a pinball machine. They could get to a wizard mode here then here and there. They'll get generally through the first parts of the game and get to the mid game. Right. So me. And then you Yeah, yeah. Yep. I would I would put you like squarely in that category. And sure. then you have the people that are very novice, either have never played pinball before or just flip their flippers like they're Ray Charles. Like it happens <laughs> sometimes, right? So sure. it's like like sometimes they just can't hit shots. Yeah, exactly, Tom. It just it happens. So, you know, it, it, the thing is, those types of players, they thoroughly enjoy pinball, but they also they don't pay attention to the rules at all. Mm -hmm. So, if you ask them what starts modes, they'd have no idea. If you ask them about playfield multipliers, they'd have no idea. If you ask them how to like score a super jackpot on a multiball, they would have no idea. But what they do know is, is what it feels like to hit a shot, like whether they get a response mm -hmm. from a call out, a light show, just some type of sound, some type of haptic feedback for them through the shaker motor, whatever it could be. That's the way that they operate. And they, they look for pinball moments. Like we hear that a lot, but they especially look for that. And a lot of the pinball moments are what? Right up the middle. It, that's, sure. that's why I like Attack from Mars, Medieval Madness. Stranger Things, games like that, that have some type of bash or some type of objective that's just straight up the middle. It's just the most obvious thing for these players to go after. So that's that's kind of where code goes. Mm -hmm. You know, that's they see that. And then it's just, I don't know. I, I think overall for the vast majority of pinball players, they wouldn't know if they saw a balanced game. And that's not to say, oh, they have no clue what's going on. It's just that they don't pay attention close enough to scoring to see if something is unbalanced like like saying i'm going to do this mode instead of this all the time because it's obviously a higher scoring mode and easier shots and easier to get through they yeah. probably don't notice those nuances at times and that's kind of the way that it is with godzilla in a way that it's just so balanced but yet there are some modes to where you could get a little bit more scoring out of it but guess what you have to do something a little bit more skillful to do it and Megalon falls directly under that and that's mm -hmm. what makes that mode so much fun to do is that you could either come away like with a complete stinker and not hardly have any points or you could come away just like blowing the gates off the game in general so yeah 
that's what makes the game a lot of fun for me. And plus, like you talked about earlier, the side quest and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what I like calling them. Like if I have something on the side to do, as opposed to just doing my main progress, for me, that catches my attention a lot more, especially in a home setting, because then I can just part around and play the game different ways. And that's, that's kind of the way you can do like any game, I guess. But with Godzilla, it rewards you getting secret combos, all kinds of different city combos like you could play the loop meta a lot of people don't realize that there's even a loop meta on there but you could do that as well so yeah i mean it's just a, it's a well-balanced game with that because you're asked to hit every single shot yep. that's in the game and every single shot matters at one point or another and that's a sign of a of a well-rounded game yeah totally and i just think it's yeah the more i play it the more it really I don't know, establishes to me just how well rounded the game is to all different levels. And what I think is interesting is the two other games that I have here and how different they are because Godfather, I've had a lot of my friends and family would step up to this over the last few weeks. And every single person is like, that is a beautiful game. They, they look up to it. They're like, this game is gorgeous. Then they're like, this game feels like Godfather. Um, but they play it like twice. They just feel like it, it, you know, it is a, it, it just, they're like, I have no idea what's going on. And to them, I get what you're saying with moments, but there, there's so many lights, there's so much light show. And then most of the time, a novice player is looking for some sort of something mechanical they want to interact with. Like, what does that thing do? And, you know, this is not an insult to anything that Eric did, but like, you got the main bash guy in the back, but it's not, he's not the most interactive thing. Um, and, I don't know. There's just so much going on with the diversity. It just like, it's not pulling in any of the novice people in my life. They just like, and that's my view with a lot of JJP games is that the code is actually very, like there's a lot of depth there and very complex code. And it takes a lot for me to even grasp what I'm doing. I've only streamed it once. We're going to stream it again in a week. And I, I feel like I have to take notes, you know, to like learn these types of games. So for some people, they just chew this up because they love that type of complexity. But it just, to me, it does not strike the core, a chord with a novice player. Like they miss that. Well, it, it, it goes back to that if everything in your game is a moment, then there is no moment. Mm. You know what I mean? That's where sure. GNR suffered from, that everything was just like, boom, in your face. And it's not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just like we talked about the extreme casuals, they live for a moment, right? But yep. it's got to feel like an earned moment as well, that you're doing something a couple of times that eventually something cool happens. Whereas if it's just like everything's popping off at the same time, you have no clue where it's coming from because the yep. ball might not be staging or there might be like multiple things stacked on top of each other. And then you got a light show that's all over the place. And that's not just Jersey Jack. I mean, there's games from every single manufacturer out there. Oh, that for does sure. Something like that. So, yeah, it just it just gets confusing if you don't necessarily space out your moments in that way. Well, Tom, you have a you have a um, a Godfather. You've you've had one, and I know you also have a Foo Fighters. Um, some of your newer purchases here, but like overall, Godfather is that a game? How how, how much time have you spent on it? Is this game growing on you? Is it kind of getting? I don't know, bland or I, I like, what are your thoughts having owned a, it a little while now? It's a game I got to spend more time on. Uh, reason being is I wasn't playing it a lot because I was going to Germany. So I'm like, Oh, I know this game isn't going to be in the tournament. So then oh, okay, I yeah. avoid it. 
but now that I'm back, I'll, I'll put some more time on it. Uh, but I mean, I've enjoyed the time I've had on it. Mm-hmm. Haven't done anything like Carl has done. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I still, uh, I still have to watch his stuff and really dig into it, but, uh, he's, isn't his goal a trillion point job uh, cash out? Yes. And he's going to do it. <laughs> because I know yes. with the weapons, he's the weapons are essentially the weapons are essentially multipliers. So you can get all the way up to ten times. And then you can hit that shot. And I think you can get that up to like two or three times on top yeah. of like I don't know whatever. And then there's something else where if he levels something else, but he's he's built up some absurd multiplier. And then what? he's like re- doing something ridiculous in a mode. Like it's a like it's insane yeah. the stack that he's building. But if he does it, boom! Like what's hilarious <laughs> is like that that game. The scoring is just off the cuff compared to all the other Jersey Jack games. I mean, like dialed in, you can maybe get is. a couple million. Uh, you know, Wizard of Oz. If you do a million, you you probably you know, got to the end of the game. Uh, but that game, yeah, there's a, there's huge scoring potential compared to uh, all the other Jersey Jack games. Yeah, I haven't made the scoreboard yet. The lowest score on the scoreboard is <laughs> 75 shit million. What are you doing all day It's long. a freaking hard <laughs> game. <laughs> I love how you were like, there's so many scoring opportunities here. And Joel's like, I just, I'm not even on the default. But that's the board. thing is I'm like... <laughs> I've I've played it a handful of times. I haven't played it a ton. I need to play it more. But then when we streamed it, it was really just like learning. It's like, oh, I got you. Right. But yeah. you're in multi-ball a ton. But just because you're in multi-ball doesn't mean you're scoring points. Like it just it's not like a give me there. Like, oh, I'm in multi-ball. Here comes a hundred million. Have, have points. you just, been using the multiplier like that's, Carl told so you? So that's to. the thing, is the more that I've streamed it, people are like, you have to be doing that multiplier constantly. Yeah. Like all the time. And what we're talking about is when you that's when you the hit spinners, button. you can yeah. hit that, right? Okay. Imagine when you hit, having a multiplier in your hand the whole time. All the time. So all when you hit time. either spinner, left spinner or right spinner, you start building up your weapons, but it'll like build up to a threshold of like two times and you have to use it. And yeah. then it'll go to three times and, and you have to use building. it. So you have to keep using it and building it till you get all the way up to the 10 time. And then you can just keep using 10 time over and over again, but you have to build it up every time. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you don't use it, you can't build it up. Yeah. So yeah. you have to, it's basically like ripping spinners, seeing your meters maxed out and then using it and to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. So some people are like, oh yeah, I spend all of ball one doing nothing but trying to build up my multiplier. And then they start getting into jobs. And to me, that's uh, I'm 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 still playing the game. I'm still learning yeah, it. But the the number one thing that I don't like with a pinball game is when I feel like there's one thing I have to do. Like when I start the game, I have to do this first. And with GNR, I felt like I had to get a bunch of certain patches before I got into my first mode. And so every time I hit the start button, I was focusing on just doing patches. Or if in this, if all of a sudden, well, you're telling me I have to focus on the multiplier before I do anything else. Like, I don't want that. You have this huge game here that I want to play. I don't want to have to focus on one thing. Yeah, I, I don't be think you to have game. to do that. I, I mean, you have to do that, but I don't think it has, I don't think <laughs> it has to be out. a focus like the patches. Just Joel out. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, you can do that during multi-ball. You can do that whenever. I sure. mean, it's, you know, yeah, it, it's still a side thing to the game, but it's an important thing to boost your score. Yeah. Well, so GNR, I'm still enjoying it. 
but there's there's still a lot more I need to learn. And then that brings me to Foo Fighters, the other game that I have been playing. I streamed it last night. What I think's hilarious with Foo Fighters is the first night my brother and I streamed it, we came away from this game, and I came away from the game going like, crap, do I have to buy this game? Like, it blew us away. The way it shot, the flow, my brother came off of it, and he's like, that game was so much fun. And it was just the shots and hitting things. To be honest, we didn't know a ton of what we were doing. We knew how to like get into a van mode, but we were really learning the game. But it was just like the immediate kinetic satisfaction and the immediate just joy we came out of the game, the animations, the call outs, the music, everything. It's like, this is really, really good. Well, now that I'm learning more and more and more about the game, I feel like I'm almost overthinking it. I need to joel out, apparently. I'm like, we streamed it last <laughs> night and the game kicked our butt. And part of it was because now all of a sudden we're like focusing on upgrading our van. Upgrading your van is so powerful, but those shots bring so much side to side action in the game that it's just like the outlanes were just destroying us. They were eating us alive. And so I'm pretty sure like the first stream I did it, I got to either DC or Austin. Like I got through three modes and I was there. And now the best I did was like two and a half modes. And it just... I'm almost overthinking it because of the complexity there. And my fear with Foo Fighters is like, because upgrading the van is so powerful, I don't want to feel like I can't play the game until my van's upgraded every single time. Like I, that was one of my worries with Deadpool was oh. I was like, well, I don't want to get into a battle unless I have Wolverine, you know, lit. Or you have a, you have an easy path though. Like why not? Are you trying to do this all in single ball? Do, can you upgrade the van in multi-ball? I thought you couldn't. I thought maybe it, has that changed? Because I felt like it wasn't. Oh well, well there we go. Here's I mean, easy... I, I, I <laughs> well, even multiple. I would just go ahead and just play your first mode out. Like yeah, if, okay. you feel, if you feel like you can find ramps, just play Los Angeles combo. Like just jam on some shots. <laughs> I cannot. That right ramp is a hard shot in my mind from the left flipper. There's two other ramps. Yeah, you but the left, left ramp. On the, side. the left ramp. Backhanding for the left flipper, not a problem. The left hand, right. left ramp from the right flipper, you have, you better hit it, or you're drilling a post and you're in trouble. So what does that tell you? You need to do from the right flipper? Oh, get better or post pass over and do it from the left flipper. Neither, just hit the spinner then the side ramp. Okay, fine. Because that works you're in, yeah. L yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are overthinking this. Like, I just, just take what the game's giving you. Okay, like that's all you got to do. And so pretty much you can use, unless it's changed suddenly, you can use your Overlord multi-ball just to jam away on on the targets there, on the drop okay. targets and get your uh, van mods. Get like, them upgraded from there. Yeah, That's... and plus the bomb, the bomb is worth oh, yeah. using now oh, since yeah. now they kind of changed that around to where you don't get basically Nothing. negatively dinged, yeah, from using it, so... So for anybody that doesn't know, the bomb, when you upgrade, there are three drops in the middle of the play field. When you, if you hit all three down there and there's a paddle behind it and you just keep hitting that paddle before the drops come back up and that's how you upgrade whatever lit weapon was lit when you dropped them down. One of them is a bomb. What the bomb does is it basically gives you shots when you get into the mode. Previously, if the bomb gave you three shots, that's great. You progress further in the mode, but you earned nothing for those three shots that it gave you. So if you max the bomb out and it gave you, I think it's eight shots, you could complete a mode in like one or two shots. Problem is you're getting only one or two shots worth of points. So there are some certain people that were completely avoiding the bomb because they're like, no, it, it, it basically takes away points from me. I can't. So now that has changed. Now when you use the bomb, 
and it gives you the shots. It gives you the points you would have gotten for that. So now I, I watched Chuck Wirt was straight down the middle. He streamed it early on. If he if you fully max out the van, so that gives you max time, max points, and max shots hit. He was like starting a mode, finishing the mode in two shots, and getting like four hundred plus mil, million points. Like it's it's just boom, there it all is because he focused. So it's one of those. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to hit those shots? in the mode or do you want to just focus on it? Like if you could get really good at hitting the drops down consistently and over and over again, you could really do some damage on that game just because of the perks of the van. Um, but I don't know. It's a, what I think is what's cool about food fighters is coming back to what I was saying, you know, Godzilla is such an incredibly well-rounded game. Godfather, gorgeous game, incredible assets, beautiful to look at, but it's not grabbing. I just don't think it, it, touches the novice people like it doesn't entertain them crazy well i think the foo fighter foo fighters does entertain novice very well i think it can be very fun to just step up and play but i think there are some people that are complaining that this code isn't deep enough or there are people like really good players feel like they're like yeah i can blow through all six cities and i'm done now i understand the final wizard mode isn't in it there's the combatron mode isn't in it i think the foobot mode is in it which is like a task-based thing. You have to do five different things. Um, this is Tom. Tom, you have really grown to love this game, Foo Fighters. Yeah, I like it. So what is it about Foo Fighters that like has really... I don't know. I think, I think you said... I think your exact words were, I hate Godzilla and now I love Foo Fighters. Was it, it was something like that. It was something along the lines. Hate and Godzilla were, I, were I together. Have this, I have this hate with Godzilla because I do so bad at it in tournaments lately that uh. I just <laughs> I just want to get a flamethrower and fucking burn it to the ground. But <laughs> <laughs> other than that, I like it. Yeah. Uh, but no, Foo Fighters, I think the shots are just so accessible in Foo Fighters that it's a little easier. Um, there's good flow. Um, I don't know. I just, I just like the way, uh, I, I, I like it. I just like the design and the, uh, the rules so far. I think, do I think it needs to be a little deeper? Sure. But, uh, I, I enjoy it for what it is so far. So how do you, and this is, you know, this is us giving direct notes to uh, Raymond Davidson, who, who's clearly listening right now. Um, so we're going to go ahead and tell him how to do his job better is the goal. Um, he, so there's, I mean, I you can only do so possible. much with inserts. Uh, what? I don't think that's possible. You don't think Ray Day can improve? No. I think he's, that's a he's lie. too good. That's a lie. Uh, last night on stream, um, there was a time when I was in a mode, my fork was up. But there's no ball in there. There's no ball in there. So I was ready to complete the mode. Was with, that with the new code? New code, 0.95. Oh. Signed it with love, Raymond Davidson. That fork <laughs> was up. I'm bashing a fork with no ball behind it. I can't I can't beat my mode. Oh, my God. And I was he's, saying, Ray. He's ripping his, Ray, his earphones down, Why is my fork up, Ray? Stern. Why is my fork up, Ray? <laughs> Go watch the stream, Ray. It's right around an hour. Explain what's going on. <laughs> wow. Um, I can tell you right now, it wasn't Tanyo's code. It was definitely Ray's code. That's that is. I think we know that for a fact. <laughs> um, no, but so Ray. I mean, there's six. There's six cities. There's maybe, two. Maybe you just modes. need a rush. There's <laughs> no. That'll be just no. That just oh, it destroyed me. And then there's the Overlord mode. But it's like if if really high end players are kind of blowing through this game, 
I don't know. What do you do? What do you do at the, like, you don't want to make the modes harder because that hurts everybody else. Like what, how do you, I mean, it's just, it's an easier design is the thing. And that's why a lot of casuals and a lot of average players are extremely drawn to it. Cause just okay. like you said, the shots are all very accessible. I mean, it's, it plays a little bit quicker in spots, but you're not necessarily like, as long as you avoid trying to forehand the left ramp, you're really not in danger with any of the shots in particular. So that's what leads to a little bit longer ball times anyways. And that's pretty much what leads to people. Like we're seeing a, a lot of people get through the game mm -hmm. and wonder, okay, what else is there to do? But I mean, you still got to play exceptionally well. If you want to like truly do everything in the game, like getting Austin and DC and who bought multi-ball and oh, yeah. getting all your van mods completely maxed out. That still takes effort and work. It's not like everybody does that, but it is understandable how people feel like, okay, there may not be much here because I mean, on the surface, there's not too many like side things to necessarily extremely focus on as just, it's one thing. It's almost like there's side things that happen during you doing your main thing. So what I mean by that is for instance, getting a food bot, right? You got, you have to collect these parts, but in order to collect these six parts, you have to do various tasks in the game. Mm -hmm. But several of the tasks are, for instance, Area 51 multiball, start it. You got to do that. You're going to do that anyway. Score an Overlord multiball super jackpot. I mean, you're going to play your first Overlord. You're going to have a shot at doing that. So it's not like these things are just guaranteed, but it's kind of like you're going to play through the game anyways to achieve that. Whereas there's some stuff in other games like, talking about Godzilla, for instance, you may not necessarily see some of the things on purpose or without doing them on purpose, like sure. Rampage or something yeah, yeah. like that. Whereas other parts, Jet Fighters, you'll do just playing through the game. So that could be part of what it is. But let's face facts too. Foo Fighters is still very much in its infancy when it comes to code. I'm sure there's tons of other stuff that they have in mind that they want to do. And overall right now with what's there, it's fun. Oh, it's yeah. Not, it's yeah. not as if it's not fun to do all the things. I mean, bot frenzy, it's pretty cool just seeing how much you could, you know, bring up that value. It's fun doing the in-lane shatzes to get the 2x, 4x. It's overall, there's lots of fun elements to the game itself. Now, you know, th they're going to figure it out in terms of where to take code. Cause I I've seen it feels like a lot of people, what they're very concerned about, it's not necessarily the depth of rules, it's the callouts. I see huh. that more than anything on Facebook or yeah. even on the Foo Fighters group. They're, they're all concerned well, about extra callouts. So Jack Danger was on the Marco specialty stream today, and I only caught a little of it. But what I did see was um, apparently it did say on that stream there are more callouts coming, but there will not be any callouts from the band. Like that's, that is, I think, I think that was clearly said at this point like no don't like don't hold that but there were there are more callouts coming um yeah there was um pin monk pin monk actor actually victor um said on pin side there was a post and and what he was referring to was um deadpool deadpool the code was good but it wasn't until point point nine six. there we mm -hmm. go there's a flipper fan right there or the the power supply fan um he said it wasn't until Deadpool 0.96 when they added mech suit multiball that it really Deadpool code really became great, like where it is today. And and for those that you don't know, mech suit multiball, what's cool about that is is the whole time you're playing uh, a combo, 
anytime you combo, you can, and then you cash them out, you're collecting them. And then you, you actually, actually collect them at the scoop. Once you get to 45, so that's something you're kind of just doing gradually throughout the game. Once you get to 45, it gives you this little kind of random mini wizard mode called Mech Suit Multiball, which is actually a blast. It's a really cool, fun mode, but it's kind of completely separate from everything else in the game. Um, that happened in 0.96 of the code. We just had 0.95 of Foo Fighters. So I know the Combatron code, like, mode is not multi-ball. in there. Multiball. Yeah, there's the a chance that, that could be something very similar. I know there's already stuff built in the game where you're mapping out different combos. So maybe there will be some sort of requirement so that could be a whole nother thing to like, okay, yeah, I've already got through three three cities. I did DC. Oh, wait, I'm only one or two combos away from this thing. Let me go ahead and knock that out. Like there could be some other side modes. I know I love bot frenzy already. Maybe they have more than one type of other bot related modes in there that could be really valuable. Yeah, I mean, that's, there's stuff like that they could it, sprinkle in. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that. That was one of the things that's, it almost feels like the bots are a big part of the game. Yeah. Right. So it would be pretty cool if there was just certain modes that were kind of tied in to the bot award besides just the bot frenzy. Because that that is pretty neat to have just some type of mode that's running in the background there, but you have to actually start it to where mm -hmm. you have to do a bunch of things to get to that point and then you have to hit the left ramp to get it going. So yeah, I, I like that in general as well. And I, I think we're probably gonna see more more code for sure. I mean, there's not there's not a wizard mode in it yet, a final wizard mode. Just like you said, there's not even one. The multiballs aren't even in it. There's more callouts coming. So I would just tell everybody that's out there that's wondering about that, just be patient. Like, sure. It's not it's, it's going to come. code for guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, going to come. <laughs> I just realized they could do like, you have the UFO, which is how you, um, you know, you bash that UFO kind of captive ball in the back, and that's how you get your your boom shots. I don't know exactly what that you're, your ray shots where you can you're your given tractor beam tractor beam. i think is what they call it yep. yeah but it's like they could they could i'm not saying they will but they could have a mode like once you've done so many ufo hits then you qualify that mode i mean there's there's things like that where they could sprinkle in other things throughout the code where it's things you are doing throughout the game i mean godzilla has ufo multiple i've never been to it where you destroy so many UFOs, there's a whole thing there. So it's like sprinkling in cool little modes like that of progressive shots or progressive progressive hitting of different things could be really, really neat. But you're right, Foo, Co Foo Fighter Code is not done, but it still is a ton of fun. I'm, I'm having a ton of fun with that game. I know there's a lot of them out there and people are enjoying them. Um, you did say Bond Code. I actually watched uh, Jack Danger on Deadflip did a stream of the latest Bond Code and to be honest, they are fleshing that game out. There's a lot more in that game than when I had it. And when I was streaming it, I saw a lot more animations. I actually saw, I mean, I'm pretty sure all six villains are in, all six henchmen, though the Bond women are in it now, um, which which brings in a really interesting uh, multiplier aspect, which that I think, I think points are going to get pretty nuts with that, what you can do with the multipliers. Um, the Q modes... They're getting to the point where if you play the Q mode, the bond, the villain mode, the henchman mode, and the Bond girl from a particular movie, then that inserts that lights that mini wizard mode. Uh, there's like a so there'll be a mini wizard mode for each movie. There's going to be a mini wizard mode for the first time you complete six of anything. So it's either six Q modes, six villains, six henchmen. Once you complete six of those, boom! There's your first mini wizard mode. And then apparently the next time you do the next six things, there would be your second one. But apparently the way they're setting it up 
is you're actually going to be able to select which wizard mode. So it's not like like if you're really good at doing villains, you're not you're not going to ha- you won't have to have the same wizard mode for completing the vid- villains every single time you play. So they are really fleshing that game out. And there's there's people saying um that's Lonnie code and Lonnie's stuff usually takes a while. Stranger Things took a while, Guardians took a while. And I from what I'm seeing Bond is is really fleshing out it is getting a lot better so if you own a bond or you're really all in on bond i you know keep holding out i think that game is getting better tom you have a pro you had it on location is it still i don't have it anymore i sold it never mind (laughs) so none of of us have a bond but it is cool i mean i'm I'm happy for own um, everything joel i know i know but i mean it wasn't it wasn't an earnings powerhouse is that what you're saying yeah yeah. Um, what's that it wasn't an earnings powerhouse on location. It did all right. what you're saying? It did all right. It earned I just, something. I, I honestly, I haven't heard, I mean, just to be flat out honest, I have not heard anybody say that Bond is just destroying on location. No. I think a lot, it doesn't have anything to do, I wouldn't say that has anything to do with the code, with the GTF. design. I think it's simply <laughs> just just the theme. Yeah. Uh, you, you agree. I agree. And and I've heard some really, I think it's really cool. Shout out to Jason and, and the pinball party podcast, but he's had kale, kale Hernandez and, um, it's Emily. It's the, it's the owner. I feel if that's not, I feel really bad, but it's the owners of electric bat arcade. Um, I hope it's Emily. I really feel bad. If Just make up Rachel. a name. I'm Rachel? sure, I'm sure you'll get it. Rachel. God, I feel terrible. Joel, when she's we, really good. Yeah. When we say Joel out, only do that on pinball, no, not trying to remember names. I just names. feel terrible. I feel terrible because she's actually awesome on the you podcast. Should. Anyways, um, they've been talking about like what, like apparently freaking Toy Story just crushes. Like they are having, they are getting crazy good money with Toy Story. They're also saying that they don't have to like do anything with it. Like it's the thing doesn't break. Um, which is awesome. As soon as you say that. Yeah. Well, apparently it's not breaking and they're, they're doing very well with it. Um, and then, uh, they said Scooby-Doo is just killing it. Like they, they have had to do stuff with it, but, um, just killing it, killing it. So, um, those both are strong themes. Like Scooby-Doo is a huge thing. So is Toy Story. Toy Story 4, no, but Toy Story, yes. The kids, the kids, they run up, they see Toy Story. But oh yeah, I feel like I. Joel, are you I've figuring out this figure name? Out her name? I feel so bad. Okay, I'll, I need somebody else to talk so I can actually focus on <laughs> what I'm trying uh, so, to do. Uh, <laughs> what's going on, Travis? <laughs> you know, I'm just chilling. You know, yeah. just keeping it real while keeping it safe. How about yourself? Keeping uh, it real. Doing <laughs> good. It safe. Doing good. Yeah. Uh, I wish Joel would fucking hurry up with us. I, I know. I can't can, type. Can you imagine, Tom, if we were on a podcast that, you know, I don't know. Thousands the, of people listen to. Use yet. the pre-production time to actually, I don't know, yeah. be prepared. Okay, I, can't, like, I can't find it. I'm, <laughs> I'm all over Pinball Party's Instagram and he's got great pictures of, I feel terrible. Anyways. You should. It's I great. really, <laughs> I really hope her name is none of the names you said. I said I Rachel hope it's and Amy Emily. or something I, like that. I feel no. Is it Sarah? Uh, it's definitely not Sarah. Yeah, Brenda. Jane. Jane. <laughs> What's sad is I'm pretty sure I've emailed her because I t- I emailed her a long Christina. time ago saying how great her her merch was. Leslie. Um, Michaela. I think we're close. Abby. 
I can't focus. I can't think of any other female <laughs> names. Yeah. Name. Oh, Monica. My wife's name. Monica. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to get this. Rachel! 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 I was right. Rachel. Thank God. Thank I God. actually knew that. <laughs> uh, you knew it was Rachel the whole time? Yes. yes. You dick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? All right. Well, I'm glad I got this support. Anyways, uh, anybody that sat through that, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, what do I have? Okay, let's just review our notes over here. So European vacation. Got it. Joel doesn't know shit. Don't know why you wrote that. Okay, got it. Current stuff. Useful. Joel's in a weird spot because he actually has money now. Ah, yes. So <laughs> I, I like how you read yeah, my all the Patreon we give you. Yeah, that's yeah. Where... <laughs> no, I what I meant by I'm in a weird spot is um, I sold Deadpool. I sold Deadpool now weeks ago, and um, uh, that money is just sitting here. It's just sitting here, holding, burning a hole in my pocket. The goal is to buy a, um, a Cactus Canyon SE Plus with it. And um, once again, and just to rehash, safe. I freaking love that game, and it's. When we were talking about code earlier, there's you said novices like moments. There are so many cool little things in that game that you can just immediately enjoy. Whether it's bashing Bart, the the quick draw with the with the 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 what's the word? I'm drop targets popping up, and you just have to quickly hit them. The train. I mean, there's some really cool max. It's a good draw? theme. Quick draw. I said quick draw. Oh, you did. Okay, but I was trying Sorry. to think of drop target. Um, Oh, you couldn't remember the word drop target. If okay. you think mm-hmm, Foo mm-hmm, Fighters mm-hmm. is shallow, let me tell you something. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but like, what I found is it just, it immediately brings me and my friends and family joy. Like, it's just a fun game, even though I have technically seen the end of it. I have beaten the game. So do you like it because you guys are into the old Western type theme? Or is it no. because that, you've beaten the game? It's just, it gives me... <laughs> There are just multiple things in that game that I find immediately enjoyable every time I do them. Does it make you feel like you're Johannes? Sure. It makes me feel like a better player because it's an easier game. But but even if I'm even if I'm looking at it that way, I'm thinking, okay, I want and we've had this discussion before. I want a game like that, that type of style, that type of code, um, really good mechs, easy to understand. That's what brings me to the medieval madness, the the monster bash, you know, that type of game. But all these like medieval madness the the cost of those games now are absurd are crazy high and then even monster bash it's like if you if if you want an se um which has you know the lights and the bigger screen you're looking at almost 10 grand and it's just like i can't like they're so high that i can't pull the trigger on that but a cactus canyon i feel like you're getting more for less than 10 grand um and then, but now there's, you know, there's a bunch of Cactus Canyons that are coming out used. There's, there's big questions of what's going on with CGC. But anyways, that's what my money is being held onto. But yet I am starting to look at some of these other games where it's like, is there, is there another game that I should pick up just to have fun with for a few months with the, with the idea of selling it when an SE plus is actually available? Um, but the more that I've been looking at the market, here's your transition <laughs> to our next thing. Use games in stock. The market is really doing some weird stuff right now. Um, I think there's there are a lot of games on the market right now. There's a lot of games for sale. And mm-hmm. I saw this earlier today. There are distributors now that have Godzilla premiums in stock. And they have Foo Fighter premiums in stock. Most of what Stern has to offer, you can buy from somebody for not, it's not like they've crazy marked up or anything. They're in stock. They are available. So most new in box games that you want are there are. And 
And now we had a ton of games released at the beginning of the year. There are some people that are kind of getting over Foo Fighters or they're like, okay, I've played it. I've had a lot of fun with it. There are some people that are getting over, well, GTF has kind of come and and it's not out. Nobody's played it, but people are kind of starting to forget it. Where are the lunchboxes? I know, yeah, right? Guns and Roses, though, there's there's not Guns and Roses, Godfather. There's a lot of these that are new in stock. There you are You could get an Ultraman for sixty two hundred right now. Oh yeah, Halloween. Yeah, Scooby Doo, there's some there's people that are already getting bored of Scooby Doo. There are people I mean, that wasn't are wasn't there already Godfather LEs for below ten? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seen, and then there's like a GNR LE that we saw for seventy nine ninety nine yep. or something like that. There's so it's just like there's a lot of even the modern like the brand new ish games Cactus Canyons. There's a bunch of Cactus Canyons used that are out there in the market. It's just I feel like people are waiting for uh, Pulp Fiction because that's the only new game that hasn't actually come out yet. Which I did just see on Nap Arcade. Apparently they're planning on making some. With the normal coin door, the the Suzo Hap coin door or whatever for location, I think they're they have a uh a, they're planning October. I think is now what they're saying is they're planning on doing that sooner than later to get some of those out on location. But they said the mother flipping additions like those aren't happening till probably February of next year. Like it's yeah, so buckle up, <laughs> you got a while for those. Shocker, but, yeah, well, purely yeah. shocked by that. But I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the market here. Are we at a point where we it's flooded? Or are we just at a weird, because everybody, you know, shot their load at the beginning of the year with five games. We're just sitting whoa, here waiting whoa, on what's that next. That is a nasty comment. Uh, you know, I feel like shot your load can be something besides just <laughs> sexual. Could be wrong. Not to Travis. <laughs> to tra- Giggity. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I mean, Venom. Venom is the rumor, but now there's basically other what rumors. you're saying is, is like, supply is outpacing demand at this point, and it hasn't been that's, like this in a long time. I mean, it's what happens too in the supply chain; just kind of works itself out in a way. And just like you said, there's just so many games out there right now that and people it, are and it's people are going to wait. Summer, summer, yeah. summer has historically not been a good time to sell pinball machines. Yeah, so I'm I'm grateful I've sold Deadpool, but I'm not. I don't feel like I'm in this crazy rush to buy a game right now, especially if the idea is I want to buy it just to own it for a few months, play the heck out of it, then to sell it again, because I have no guarantee. Like I just, I don't know. There were, I feel like over the last few years, there were times where I just felt no hesitation to buy a game. Cause I knew I could flip it a few months later for the same price, if not a little more almost. But right now it doesn't feel like that. It just, there's, there's a lot of yeah, games if, out there. There's a lot you, of games out there. Yeah, if you can sell a used game that's still in production for right at MSRP, like good on you if yeah. if you can pull that off. But yeah, it's it's not happening in general just because now that supply has met demand at this point, and that's why we're even seeing some uh, some premium Foo Fighters being listed at MAP with free yeah. shipping. I mean, I, I'm seeing that around, and so. Stuff like that, it's just kind of, you know, it, it could just be one of those things to where the major boom that's happened is finally just reached that point at top of the mountain and we're just going to kind of just chill out there for a little while until the next game comes along. But yeah, there's just there's just a lot of games on the market right now. There is. It is, it is summertime. And what I'm most curious about is once Stern moves to a new factory here in August, to see where production goes from there. Are they going to try to produce more games? Is the demand going to be there? I mean, how, how is that going to work out? That's what I'm curious about. 
That's a good question. Yeah, I I don't know, and there's rumors of, uh, you know, they've said they're only doing two cornerstones, but two cornerstones, They so they've, they've done Foo Fighters. They've done one this year, and then Stern's kind of, they've done this few years now where they announce a game right at the end of the year. So they, like, don't even count it for that year. They count it as next year's game. So we will probably get a game. Rumor is it'll be Elwin's next game right at the end of the year. So between now and the end of the year, we're we're looking for something. Once again, there's already Comic-Con advertisements out there on, I think it says Play Stern's latest release at Comic-Con. Comic-Con's in a few weeks. It's in it's in late July. So that's the question. Are they really, are they talking Foo Fighters? Or are they talking like the next game? If the next game's Venom, once again, Todd McFarlane, I think is his name, um, is, is supposed to be in their booth again. He's the creator of Venom. But now um, the Pinball Party podcast, Jason actually, they said there was this post on Reddit. It was this some guy that apparently is credible, said apparently no, Stern is actually planning on releasing another game between now and Venom. They're saying it's not a vault, it's a relaunch. And that's an interesting thing. And the the conversation that Jason and Kale went down was, well, if it isn't a vault, then it can't be a retired game. It has to be a currently active game. And if it's a if it's a relaunch, is that kind of a or not relaunch, it's a I forget the wording they used, but it seems it's almost like an Elvira situation. Elvira was never retired, but then they released a new edition of Elvira. So it's kind of a well, what game's current right now? You know, like like obviously um Star Wars was never retired, but then there was Star Wars comic book art. So it's like another version of the game. Well, what they were hinting at is because Jurassic Park just had its 30th anniversary, I think it was, that what if there was a 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park? I'm cool, why not? I don't care. Like that's if they do that, that's great. But um at the same time, there are people right now that have Jurassic Park Pro and Premium in stock. Like they're in stock. So, and these collectors, these avid, you know, Greg Bone Jurassic Park collectors, they probably already have either an LE or a fully modded out Premium. They probably already have their Jurassic Park game. So now you're going to release another version of it. I don't know. I mean, I I have no idea what that. If there's any truth behind that, if there is, I don't know what other game it could be that's a non-retired game because i'm thinking through the only games that i can think of that aren't readily available that aren't retired even iron maidens were just made and some people have those in stock um is what like deadpool deadpool's not in stock anywhere but like everything else is kind of in stock everywhere i don't i don't know i don't know what's going on so it's it's just weird it's just weird where we're at right now um but if you're looking to buy a pinball machine, you got a lot of options. You got a lot of options when it comes to buying a pinball machine right now. Um, but yeah, I know I'm personally really looking forward to Venom. My son freaking loves Spider-Man. So when I get a chance to stream one of those, I, I'm just theme alone. I know that game's going to be a hit in my house. Um, he'll probably just want me to play it for the sake of playing it. Um, but I also, I'm, Brian Eddy's pretty creative or can be very creative with his layouts. And I'm, I'm curious to see what he brings to the table. So. I don't know. We're just in a weird spot. I don't. Do you guys agree? Is that a weird? I, Tom's probably not thinking about He's, buying a game because he says he has no money anymore. I don't so. have any money. It's <laughs> <laughs> no money. I don't know. I don't. I mean, it's just it's just the result of the time frame. Okay. It's it's literally as simple as that. I mean, summer months is historically slower. Combine that with so many games that came out right around Texas Pinball Festival. Everybody. 
I guess, like you said, Joel, to quote you, shot their load early on in the year <laughs> and they've got their games. I yeah. mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty much what it is. And I mean, it's like anything else. As soon as other games come out, we'll just see this go all over again. You'll see the rush to go buy whatever's on the line that's being produced by Stern. And then you'll see games go up for sale, use yeah. games. It's just how it is. It's the ebbs and flows of it all. What I can't say though is it's all good. Like, well, maybe there's a few games that aren't great, but the majority of pinball that we've gotten in the last even two years or more has been really good pinball, like really yeah. good pinball. Yeah. And it's like anything else. The supply had to catch up eventually yep. to the demand. And it's still huge. The industry is still massive. I mean, look how, how many companies are producing pinball right now. Yeah. Look at how big all the events, expos, just tournament pinball, how big everything's growing. People watching streaming on Twitch. Everything is still rapidly growing. So well, Twitch there, is it's just, yeah. almost entirely because of Tom Graff. I mean, we know that. Oh, yeah. That's proven at this point. That, A thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things I was very impressed Best with six streamer and pinball. You're top six, top <laughs> six pinball streamer for sure. Something I was actually very impressed with. I clicked on Twitch the other day just to see if there was any tournaments on or something like that, and it said there was 120 people watching watching on there. Right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, there's one big tournament on there. Nope, there was eight or nine streams going along, and yeah. they all had eight to 15 people in each one. So I think that's excellent that people are kind of curating their own little ecosystem and their own little Twitch stream right there and just doing what they do. It's, it's pretty neat to see. Yeah. I've been not trying to toot my own horn, but I've been, um, I went to YouTube this year and to, <laughs> to, I was really worried about that. Cause that's one thing that is really useful on Twitch is you can just go to pinball and then you can see who all is playing pinball. YouTube doesn't have that. YouTube doesn't have that type of uh, of way to find a um, you know live stream. So to see people turn out to watch my stream, I know they're either deliberately doing that, or they just happen to be opening up YouTube and happen to be subscribed to Flipping Out at the time, and that's where they'll see that I'm live. So it's I know it seems a lot more deliberate when people show up, but it's it's gaining its own little you know ecosystem of people that come consistently every Wednesday night. And I, I would love to see more people to see that platform grow even more because I know, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's cool. It's cool to see things are growing. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot more nap arcade has been killing it. Nap arcade has been killing it right now with a ton of rumors and I don't rumors. I don't get super excited about rumors just because I don't, is it all about the spinal tap pinball machine? Oh no! I on a random <laughs> side note there, uh, huge huge shout out to uh, Doctor John and the Aussie Man Pinball Podcast or the Aussie Pinball Podcast. It's it's on the the Pinball Network. He interviewed Mike. I don't know the guy's last name. I can't say it. The mm. the owner, the main dude at at Home Pin, and it is one of the most incredible things I've ever listened to. If you're into pinball, listen to that podcast. Um, the you were really is, into Mike, weren't you? The guy I mean, is like, clearly smart, but yeah. I've never heard somebody so confident in everything he says. Um, you got to play a Thunderbirds. And everything you'll know why. he says, but yeah. that's the problem. Is he saying anybody in pinball media that's ever said anything bad about Thunderbirds? Thunderbirds, we've clearly never played it, or we're only piling on to get our five minutes of fame. Or 15 minutes of fame. Or like, the record. I've, I will I've go on record. It. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> you could 
You can quote me on that. So Tom's going on the record. I will go on the record and say, I have played it. I played it at a tournament. Mm -hmm. And I was an a-hole enough that I was the bus driver. And you know what game I picked? You picked it. I picked that game. That was going to be game one. Because you know how good it was, right? Yeah. We we had an opportunity. There was four players that were going to play this game for three balls. We were going to play 12 balls. Okay. We got through one and a half balls and the game shut off <laughs> and stopped working. That's the last time I played Thunderbirds. Well, I we, tried. Well, I gave it a shot. Clearly the operator's yeah. fault. It clearly wasn't a motherboard <laughs> issue. That was right, one thing right. he went off on. Is right. he, he, he basically described all pinball manufacturers as complete morons that are, that are basing their game on a motherboard. Because apparently every motherboard is only meant to work for like two years. So he's like, all these manufacturers are, are yeah, charging a, the, a ten the grand. Yeah, Williams ones just well, they crap out so fast. That's my question: is like, what is this guy complaining? Like, what is the different? Like, what does he mean by motherboard? Now, are, you, are you talking about the motherboards? Or are you just talking about the spike two node he, system? That's the in thing general? is he didn't clarify anything. He just said okay. motherboard. All I can think of is, I mean, like, like a JJP game is genuinely running on a computer. Like there is a full fledged computer with a separate hard drive running in that machine. But I know like the, I'm pretty confident like the P-Rock system is not that, that way. It, I mean, maybe we're just getting, we're going to base ourselves on like semantics because the, the little machine that's running everything is basically the size of Raspberry Pi. While yeah, the Stern, it's a whole CPU board and then a bunch of node boards. But does he count a Stern CPU as a motherboard? Like what? I don't know, but whatever it is, because his, his is running off of something. But whatever he's using is far superior. Far superior. It's not gonna whatever. How do we even get on home, talking about home pin? Somebody <laughs> said something about home pin. And just go listen okay. to the. It is. It is. Oh yeah, podcast. So great. It is such an en- enjoyable podcast to listen to. Um, I don't know, but at the same time, I don't think I'll ever buy a home pin game based on what the guy said. And he also said very clearly, he is not making games for pinball people. That's not his. He's not his. It's not his bag. Is what he kept saying. It's not my bag. He doesn't it's care not about my rules. Bag, baby. He just he just wants he, he Austin view, Powers. No, his view of pinball is him and a buddy drinking beer, flipping the game around. It's all about mechanical. He just wants to see mechanical things happen on the play field. Yeah, he does great. not care about score. Play a at fucking bagatelle too. <laughs> he, doesn't, <laughs> he, he doesn't care about score at all. Like it's at not all. important. He's like, if if you if my buddy, it's just the number one, one fucking important thing about pinball. <laughs> He's Tom like, is feisty. I love uh, it. But but I'm just stating facts. What, yeah. what what is what is Joel like repeating right now? What I said earlier that the extreme casuals they may like what he's describing is exactly what we see. Here's the problem though. Mm. Your game still has to be good. Like people still have to actually enjoy playing it. No, it still has not. to have moments in it. You nope. can't. So you can't just have something that's mechanical that doesn't have the sound right and the light show with it. Also, you got to build up the whole atmosphere. If it's just mechanical, I mean, it's mechanical. <laughs> that's not yeah. exciting. It's, but it's not no, exciting. apparently, if it was you, like he's like uh, me and a buddy come over, have a few drinks. But if Flip my buddy scores wood, ten more, let's go. He's like, my buddy has 10 more points to me at the end of the game. I don't care. It's not my bag. It's not my bag. He doesn't, he doesn't care. I don't know. So like, it almost what it, sounds like a carnival game. 
it just that seems, you're trying to build. No, it seems like what he wants to genuinely Carnival be build organization. He just wants to build licensed furniture. Just something that sits in a game room that looks pretty. And as long as they can turn on, you can plunge a ball and flip it around a little bit. Then, that's all he cares about. Then make a couple of cocktails and like with, you know. Yeah, a cocktail you could, table yeah, would probably you work use in that, it a, you know, that form. You could use it as a footrest one day and then uh, <laughs> play some pinball the other. I don't know. Yeah, I that's, just, that, that is curious just because it, it's perfectly okay to not play for score. Sure. The, the vast oh, yeah, majority of course. In the vast majority of people that play pinball in arcade, they're not playing for score. They have no idea. Mm-hmm. But they are playing for the atmosphere. Yeah. So you have to give them the atmosphere. And they have to fill that as soon as they hit the start button. Before they even plunge a ball, they have to feel like they're being pulled in to whatever world that that game is supposed to pull them in with. And so if you're not feeling that... Yeah. Then you're not going to feel it. And, and I can tell you, I played Thunderbirds enough for all four and a half <laughs> balls to tell you I did not feel pulled in to Thunderbirds. The the, he said, um, Spinal Tap, uh, there's a DMD, which is for the actual modes and score. And then there's an LCD to show clips of the movie. But he did say, he goes, what I will tell you is we tried to line up the clips of the movie with what you're doing in the game as much as possible. But... He's like, it's a very active game. It's a really fast game. I can't pause the game to get a clip to finish to then start the next clip for the mode. Like, he's like, that's not possible. So we did our best. So really what it sounds like is it's just playing clips of the movie as he wants. But I'm thinking like every other one of these pins is trying to find a way to do that. <laughs> trying to find a way to, <laughs> yeah. to choreograph the right. actual assets of the theme into what you're doing in the game. And a lot of them do it rather successfully. So I don't just go listen to the interview. It's incredible, but um, different strokes for different. I folks. just, I just can't like, it seems to me that home pin. Sure. Is it a pinball machine at the end of the day? Yes. Is it a pinball machine meant for anybody that's listening to this podcast? No, not at all. I just don't. It just doesn't seem like, and he's basically clear. He, that's not his, it's not his bag. It's not my bag. If it's not in Tom's collection, is it even a pinball machine? It's true. No. At this point. Which is going to be crazy when he sells Godfather or uh, Godzilla. It's going to be, I mean, just. Right? Yeah. It's <laughs> not, not even a pinball machine. Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what's the what's the other rumor? So Nap is killing it. What's he killing it with? Whatever we go. There's rumors of Ghostbusters, but that that all that brings what's, up what is it? What's um, the rumor for Ghostbusters? Let's just go find the rumors. Remake? Yeah, let's just, <laughs> let's just straight up steal Dindin's little thing that rumor he does. Cor- with no, Nap Arcade. You have you have got you have um, Ghostbusters has been rumored for a long time um, to do what. To, that they're going to remake it in some capacity and like I a think, vault or well apparently the drama with that is what is it trudeau is obviously he's imprisoned for some terrible things whether or not this the company would even want to associate anything that he's done again so then the rumor is well what if george gomez took his game he took the game and tweaked the layout a little bit enough that now the the creator trudeau doesn't actually get is trudeau the right word is that his? what john yeah. well We'll just call him ass clown. It's fine. Okay. No. I just want to make sure I'm not actually saying somebody else's name, but that whatever the designer of that, right. That, that was the thing. What if George Gomez took it, tweaked it enough to then make it feel like it's his layout. I mean, why, why but not? Then you just, gotta go from isn't that game? Near, well, the game's nearly a decade old now, right? Yeah. But or it's what, did it, did it come out it. in 2015, 2016? So maybe not quite a decade, but that being said, 
I mean, why not just don't don't redo the layout? Just come out with a new Ghostbusters. Oh, they, just a brand at, new one? Yeah, True. they did the same thing with Avengers. Like, why not just do mm. that with Ghostbusters? They've done that with several. I mean, there's already new movies have out. the same topper? It. But it's really good. That's the thing is the game is already really, really good. I, I mean, you say what you said, though, like to go from Dark Knight to Batman 66. Started with it, but then tweaked it. I don't think I don't think they'd do that. Take Ghostbusters and no, do just, almost an entire. No, just redo it. Just get the mm. Ghostbusters license. It's huge. Just do a whole new one. What What are people gonna do? Say, oh, I don't, I don't want to get this brand new Ghostbusters that's on the Spike Two that has all the movie clips and all that because this game yeah. came out several years ago. It would, it would sell. Like, why not? Well, there's uh, licensing mm. issues. Well, yeah, but but I'm saying like, why not go ahead and just do that as opposed to tweaking what? So don't you have tweak. Now. Just start over. Yeah. yeah, because if you just tweak, everybody that's bought a Ghostbusters up until this point, what are they going to do? Like, just go like, run upgrade. for the hills? Yeah. Yeah, like, they're not going to. So why yeah. not just so, make a whole new game? Because then they will. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Um, there's, that's why I get paid the big bucks right there, Joel. <laughs> there's rumors flying around for um, Big Bang Bar and Twilight Zone. Um, okay, being, what's the rumor? What's the rumors there? That somebody's like making them debunk or confirm, or I think there's uh, people have of bought the license for both. So somebody out there owns the license, which means there's a good chance those are going to get made. Um, in my opinion, I I don't care about Big Bang Bar at all. It's just it's, it's a game and a theme that'll never end up in my collection. I don't care. It just doesn't. The only thing that would bother me if if Chicago Gaming does it, then that means they're tied up for another year plus making those. Yeah. Um, make damn pulp fiction game do you have a blankie on there tom he does yeah, i'm cold where's <laughs> your comfy at my wife stole it uh, my okay. wife wears it all the time um, cold cold in the basement um so, so but, twilight zone but twilight zone though my mm-hmm. thought with twilight zone is if it's a if it's a big company, if it's like a if it's a Chicago gaming making that, then I care about it because I know it's going to be made. And I know it's going to be made well, and I know they're not going to price it some crazy thing. If it's some brand new company, uh, I have a little more speculation. Like, what's it going to be built off? What's the build quality going to be like? Like, I don't want to just throw my 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 ring or my money into the to the hat. I don't. What am I saying? Whatever saying I'm saying. I don't want to. If I just want to risk it for that. But then you have people like um, Pedretti Gaming overseas that they're now doing these remake kits. Well, are they going to start actually doing full-fledged remakes? Don't know. So, I don't know. I just, it seems like we, like we said, whatever, 10 minutes ago, there's a ton of really good games right now available for anybody to buy a new inbox. But now there's rumors of just even more stuff or even more companies coming out making even more games or remaking old games. It's just, what? <laughs> There's just so much potentially coming down the pipeline that it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of nuts. I don't know, I don't a, know how to feel f- about it. It's a fun time for speculation. Oh, okay. Very fun time. Yeah. Yeah. That's my comments on it. That, okay. Let's Too speculate many away. Well, I know. What, what else do we got besides just that? There's Indiana Jones rumors. There's Matrix rumors. Uh, obviously, oh, Harry Potter with JJP. And then one of the rumors, I had oh, mentioned God, it last time. Yeah, Travis has gone out. This is the third time. I was trying to be polite and ignore it, but you know, it's just it's so <laughs> consistent. Um, 
the last episode I had mentioned with mm-hmm. Harry Potter and nobody talked about it. Nobody else said it except for Dennis with Eclectic Gamers podcast did. He kind of took it even further. But the question was with Harry Potter and JJP, what if there's a chance that for them to what if Stern passed on license purposely because of of limitations that the Harry Potter license is expecting when we hinted at like, well, what if you made a straight up like home pin level game or a lack of a coin door, something that couldn't be put on route? What if that was a limitation? That's what Eclectic Gamers podcast took to a whole new level. He's saying, what if it's more like a, was it Zazzle or Zizzle game? Like a, like almost more of like a home pin, a slightly smaller full on cannot be like, I hope it's not that extreme. Like that would really piss off a lot of people if it just, if it's not even a full fledged uh, pinball game but that's that's harry potter rumor you got elton john rumors coming up with uh jersey jack indiana jones was in there somewhere um i think that just if somebody so is many. thinking about doing indiana jones i think that would be a horrible theme to do right now with like the, the new one that just came oh, out oh yeah Isn't there like the, well well the williams version of it's great and yeah. everything but I mean, this new Indiana Jones that's coming out, it's very lukewarm response. And there's a ton of people that are just huge Indiana Jones fans da, 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 that are just trying to da, 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 disassociate da, da, da. the fourth and fifth movie. Nah, I don't so know. I, so I don't know if that would be good. Put well, out. maybe this. I see we're, we're coming up on time. Um, maybe this is the question for each of us. But what what is currently... What are you currently excited about in pinball? So what is currently grabbing your interest or what are you looking forward to in the near future with um, i'm gonna have to say haggis's new oh yeah thing that they did they had a little trailer that dropped so i don't know 10 minutes before we recorded yeah i i oh, have not seen the trailer you yet tell me it's there's nothing visual it's just the haggis yeah. logo but well, the here, audio let's play it you can let's see if you can quick. hear it i'm gonna play it let me let me it's like a minute if that a minute well okay. even that it's really oh, it's short 20 seconds 20 here, perfect listen can you hear it? I can, as long as you're quiet. So while Travis is, while Travis is listening, I don't want the I don't want the audience to just sit in silence, guys. <laughs> oh, that's easy. That's yeah, that's eight ball deluxe. Yeah, that's so what, that's what that is. If you yeah. listen to it though, there are it says yeah. coming soon, and it's it's clearly pool balls clinging together yeah. like billiard balls, but there's also the sound of a revving motorcycle. Eight ball deluxe. Does 8-Ball Deluxe have a motorcycle? I don't know, but it has pool balls. <laughs> pool balls for sure. But Centaur is clearly some sort biker, of mechanical. I hear a motorcycle like, and pool balls. That's yeah, what we're so saying. So that's the question, though. 8-Ball Deluxe, clearly pool balls. Bang, bang, bang. So what was it? They Haggis is... Uh, Fathom was the first of five games from the class of 80. Was that it? It's, And sure. I think the games... I mean, there's only so many in that in that realm, but people had said like Centaur is one of them, Abel Deluxe is one of them, Fathom's one of them. Yeah, so I forget what the other two. So, but the question is because you hear a motorcycle revving and you hear pool balls, are they about to announce two? Why not? Manufacturing? I don't know. It's, it, it has it, taken them <laughs> a long time to make Fathom. I don't know if I would announce. I mean, you both can at announce the same all time, the games but. you want. Well, yeah, I yeah. mean, who who knows? Maybe they have to due to a deal or something like that to where they don't lose the license. They got to get it out at a certain time. Like, I don't know. That's just pure speculation on my part. But either way, it's yeah, these are two games that people expect it to come at some point. And I think the, the general idea that I get from talking to different people at Centaur, 
that gets people's attention the most that they're excited about. So uh, Centaur it, is just, a game that I I would never own. It doesn't it doesn't like why that, not that art. How much, like, how much would like somebody man, pay? Motorcycle? How much no, would somebody no. pay for a new in box eight ball deluxe? Eight. Think that much? Well, that's it. Brings a, an interesting question. If it's question, an LE, though, if it's like an LE eight ball deluxe, like the new LE, not that yeah, and weird ass new, LE with new rules. Yeah, also. maybe eight, but I think a centaur would go for ten. Yeah, but centaur how do you would just see be more valuable. Doing that, but not eight, eight ball deluxe. The rules are solid. They're sound where they're at. But are if you add the LCD into the apron like they did in Fathom. What are I don't know like that? I feel like that's a rule set that would be really hard to make a more in depth like. I mean, eight ball's all right. I just don't get excited about it for a remake, like I did with Fathom and Centaur. I get excited about Frontier. I'd be very excited about. Sure, wish somebody would do a Frontier. Uh, then you could, yeah, you could do crickets. the HD soundtrack, <laughs> like really yeah. bring out the crickets. Yeah, I already I have know. a Frontier though. I know. You have everything, Tom. I know. You have an eight ball deluxe. I'm just going to go to sleep. I don't have He's a all bundled yeah. up. <laughs> He's all bundled up. Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, okay. So then there, there's that. So that's what I'm excited about. I mean, you're so, excited so, about Haggis. Well, I'm excited that there's a trailer out for a okay, game okay, and we yeah. don't know what it is. Like, this is the one rumor out of everything that I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have no idea what's going on. Okay. Everything else I feel very confident about that I have a general idea with where it's going or what's happening. This, I don't know. So I'm excited by the unknown. Okay. All right. But I think it's A-Ball Deluxe. Um, Tom, Maybe what are you Centaur. excited about? What are you excited about? What What are you currently excited about in pinball or what's keep what's holding your excitement? Are you excited? <laughs> or is there something <laughs> in the near future you're looking forward to? Uh, Super Series. Sponsored oh. by the pinball company. Oh, we're plugging. That's exciting. <laughs> that's coming soon. That's not a plug. That's serious excitement. There you go. Yeah. Oh, speaking of plugs, that here's yeah. something to get excited about. UK Open is coming up. So yeah. I don't know. It's the 29th of June. This might come out after tickets have already gone on sale. In that case, I'm sorry. They're sold out most likely. But they're supposed to go on sale this Saturday. July 1st. It's the 30th of June right now. Right. I really wish I could go to that one. Yeah. That, that, that'll be a fun one. Cool. So that, that would be something to sign up for if you're thinking about it. So So, I'm looking forward to that. So Travis is is excited about a a trailer that he doesn't know about. Tom is excited about more tournament pinball. Well, seems fair. Yeah. I mean, it's tournament pinball. I mean, what are, what are you excited about, Joel? Yeah, you have I, I like mean, a I new am... hitch to your golf cart or something. Oh, like, no. what? what I had gets a flat you tire. fired up? I had a flat tire on the golf cart the other day, dude. Yeah. I accidentally did a flat tire on my. Okay, you, tangent, real quick, Joel. Mm, just humor mm, me mm, here. This mm. is an argument my wife and I had. Monica and I had. Here we okay. She was right. Whatever it is. <laughs> then, well, let me tell you the parameters. You could decide that real quick. And okay. I'd like the audience. Can we get to... Monica in the room for this? Yeah. I no, think F let's that. hear the no, truth. She's on let's her hear own. The, so, <laughs> let me ask you this. Tell me a if, bedtime story, Travis. If you hit okay, you both of you two. If you hit a curb, yeah, with your with your tire, okay. You can car or golf it. cart. In a car. Okay. Is is that a crash? Is that a wreck? If you yes hit no. a curb. 
You hit a curb. Did it cur- stop you well, from driving? It's, it's an accident. No, no, no. The person driving got to keep going forward a little bit. No, is, I would not is call that a wreck that a or crash. not a wreck? Okay, you don't call it a crash. Okay, Okay, thank you. I did she not crash. Uh, yeah, she's calling it a crash. <laughs> I didn't crash. Crash into what? No. Oh, we a thought curb. it was Monica. We no, it was me. Story. But I did not crash. Yeah, thank you. If it right did stop Monica, your boom. movement. Well, it, my movement did not stop. The rim got all effed up. Oh. And the tire got a how, puncture in it. How, so yeah, how I mean, fast were you going? Okay, I'm okay. Five miles an hour. So I just, you, I just you, got a little excited. Were you able all. to drive away from the situation, or did you have to I replace was. the tire, or did you get a tow truck? So I was able to drive away. Uh huh. But we but. then realized, wait, <laughs> there seems to be a hole in the tire. We may not want to drive this on the highway. So we did take it to somebody uh. to get a new tire, and we have to get a new rim and. Monica won't let me live it down, but you know what? I did not wreck. You didn't wreck the, the record. Car. I did not. Well, what's the terminology? Crash. So the question is, we should post this on our Facebook. Did Travis wreck. wreck the car? Is that an accurate question? Or is is it, did Travis get into a wreck? I would say, yeah, no, I, didn't, I would I say didn't Travis wreck. did not get yeah. into a wreck. Did I damage the car? Did sure. Travis wreck the car? Borderline. Or... <laughs> Am, am I playing 4D chess and now I don't even have to drive anymore? <laughs> well, wow. Well, is Monica a better driver than Travis? No, yes. hell no. No, no. 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 Okay. There's no uh, way. You're playing Russian roulette anytime you get in the same vehicle with that geez. woman when she has control over the pedals. No. Uh, hopefully she has control of the pedals and the steering wheel. <laughs> hopefully you don't tag team <laughs> You that. haven't seen her drive. There's a reason why I left that part out. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, write us in at uh, tripledrain.gmail.com. All right, so and let us know cart. how so terrible the driver Travis is. Did you run into something no, with your golf no, cart? Why did you have a flat tire? You hit a curb too? No. No. I think it was actually just, I, I think it was just low on air. And what we did is we backed out of the garage. We kind of turned it quickly to then go down the driveway and in the process of turning it quickly all of a sudden like the left back tire was completely down like so i i think it kind of popped off the rim and literally was like went from having some air to none immediately because i took it off and i found no puncture hole anywhere but it was off the rim so apparently so somehow too wild on the golf cart <laughs> speaking of uh driving things i got mm. to go on the autobahn in uh in germany oh no speed limit yeah. I heard about that. And, and it, Ben Ben Moser was driving, Colin McAlpine in the uh, passenger seat, Neil and I in the back. How was that? 220 kilometers <laughs> per hour. You know what that relates? It's like 135, 140 miles per hour. <laughs> I was shitting a brick in the back. I was just like, Ben's like, just just scream if I'm going too fast. I was like, holy fuck. Like, like seriously, like if somebody gets over, you are dead. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Neil's like, dad, calm down. It's yeah, pretty bit. much. He's like, it was pretty fast. You know? So what? Well, so what it sounds like is we need to get Monica on the Autobahn. That's what I'm. That's what I'm God, hearing. no. Joel, you have no idea. There's been times... I've woke up after falling asleep uh. and it feels like we just teleported across the country. <laughs> You're it's a heavy so, sleeper. Oh, you, 
Here, here's the deal. Here's how my wife operates, and I'd like to know if anybody else's wife does this. I'm sorry. We're, this is no longer a pinball podcast. Yeah, here we go to wrap group it up. Therapy session right now. When you go to sleep, right, uh, yeah, and yeah. you barely open up your eyes, you're expecting to still be going. I don't know what around 10 miles an hour the speed limit. Sure, it's yeah. it's acceptable to do 80, 85, right? And a 75, not in a school zone. No, right, exactly, exactly. There's there's levels yeah. to this. Yeah, yeah. But when you wake up and you see your wife eating a sandwich with her knee on the wheel, and you look over and it's ninety five, you're questioning life a little bit. <laughs> Chris down the highway, ninety five, eating a sandwich. If my wife was my Uber Driving driver, yeah. I would give five her star. a one. Five star. My God, no way. Dude, Monica's one, awesome. No tip. <laughs> Monica's awesome. <laughs> no tip. <laughs> and you got your four kids in the back. <laughs> that would be even worse. No, 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 no. So, no, no, no. She has this rule. No, Joel, this oh, is okay. how much she values okay. me. She uh, has this rule. She barely speeds if the kids are in the vehicle. That's considerate. If, if they're in the vehicle, it's fine. If, yeah. if I'm in the vehicle, F Travis, she yeah, wants to get freaking Mario and Dreddy. She, she wants like, to get out of the I vehicle as quick as possible. If you're in the vehicle, I want that trip to be as short as possible. That's what I'm hearing. That could be it. I just keep telling her, I'm like, my life insurance is dick. I'm sorry. You're, you're not going to kill me that easily. I mean, it's, I just, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. That's incredible. Like, do your, do your guys' wives not drive no. like lunatics whenever you're like asleep? I'm not, I'm you not wake up trying to yes. come off as misogynistic, but if we're all in the car, I drive. And it's not because I just, she typically well, that's wants perfectly to, fine. she wants to sleep a lot more in, if we're on a car trip and I don't sleep comfortably so when, when she drives, when the she is a more aggressive driver. Vehicle. She is a more aggressive driver okay. than I am. And so, what, okay, Tom, what about in your situation? I've driven with you, Tom, you are a very calm, cool, collected driver. That's out of yes. character for Tom. Tom. Tom obeys the law. Yeah. He's I, perfectly I, fine. I mean, We're perfectly safe in Tom's car. Yeah, he sometimes does 72 and 70. What is it? <laughs> you know, it's He fine. looks both ways. He looks yeah. over his shoulder and he pushes that pedal down <laughs> exactly. a little further. Yeah. Sometimes I go off-roading. It's all right. Yeah. But not you don't wreck your car into a curb. That's for sure. Yeah. No, I've done that I before. did not wreck. <laughs> we decided that, Joel. <laughs> we voted. It's all not right. a wreck. Yeah, 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 We're yeah, sticking yeah. to it. And well, when Monica it, listens to this, it's not a wreck. We're at two hours. And if I look back on what we've talked about today, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just as, this has been an episode. It had been five weeks. I knew we had to catch up. But it's been a weird five weeks. It's been a weird five weeks. Um, no crazy <laughs> news to really report. It's just a lot of tournaments, playing pinball, having a good Tom time. Graph. Yeah. Now we have our Tom graph back. I, we're basically talking. We're basically tucking Tom in, putting him to bed, which is pretty cool. But <laughs> um, well, let's plug it up here. Let's go ahead and plug away. We'll start with Travis. Yeah, you guys can find me on the Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. But I will say the next tournament I'm going to be at is the Route 66 Tilt Pinball Championship, which is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's by Hangar Pinball, and I believe this year try to tilt pinball on Twitch is going to be showing it or streaming it. So yeah, that's July 9th through the 11th, I believe. So a Thursday through a Sunday. Nice. And that's sometime around there. Maybe that's the 7th through the 11th. I don't know. It's it's sometime after 4th of July, this upcoming week. Sweet. Cool. That's my plug. Thank you, Travis. Uh, You're Tom, welcome, Joel. Plug away, man. I stream uh, pinball <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> on Twitch. Yep. 
on Fox City's Pinball. Nighty night. No, just 90. Uh, I'll be partner uh, streamer. Partner yeah, yeah. streamer. Check that's mark. Right. Maybe I should do a twenty-four hour stream. You could watch me sleep. Um, <laughs> just have Carlos playing in the background. It's fine. That, just keep going. That has been talked about before. Uh, but uh, no, uh, actually, uh, the next tournament I'm going to be streaming, I believe, is going to be at Interium in Chicago. My friend Andy Bagwell and also Travis will be there, it sounds like. Nice. So, I will be. I'm actually a tournament director now. Yes. Yes. I am Andy the Sharks asked now. me and I was like, you couldn't pay me to do that. <laughs> nice. He, he asked me and I said, oh, free. Why not? <laughs> free. Oh, Joel, the, the uh, dates, July 6th through the 9th. Oh, ah, perfect. Way off. Yeah. yeah. So 6th through the 9th. Mm. It's coming up. I think uh, Interium's at the end of July, so we'll probably stream before that anyways. Nice. And um, yeah, and I obviously do this podcast, and then every Wednesday night on the Flippin' Out YouTube stream or YouTube channel uh, from 10 to midnight Eastern Daylight Time, EDT, whatever, Eastern, whatever it is. um, My brother and I will either stream pinball or we do a chatting stream, so check all those out. All those VODs are on YouTube. Um, The chatting streams are fun to watch afterwards. We had a really fun game last uh, two weeks ago where we actually took pretty much every modern game and we're ranking their difficulty. And uh, we had a lot of fun with that. That was a really fun conversation. And then we streamed Foo Fighters last week. Next week, we're streaming uh, Godfather. And I think um, I've been in talks with JJP, and I think we have some JJP giveaways that are going to go on during that stream. So that should be a good time. So next Wednesday, um, come check that out. Um, but otherwise, yeah, thank you to all the Patreon supporters, all of anybody that chats to us on Facebook, anybody that said hey to Travis or Tom during the European uh, their European tour. Um, I don't know. We love the sport. It's awesome. We enjoy doing this. Uh, sorry if we're not doing it enough. Hopefully we can do it more, but, um, I don't know. This is a good time. We enjoy doing, you know, recording these episodes and, um, thank you for everybody that enjoys it and supports it. But, um, yeah, I think that's all I have. So like always, um, Tom, you got the last words. Uh, good night, Joel and Travis.